Monkey dishwasher. Did you say purple monkey dishwasher? I said purple monkey dishwasher. Well, I guess that means that the nerds of Oz podcasters start if we have saying purple monkey dishwasher. Woo! Because that's how shit begins. This is Justin. How you going, guys? Yes. I'm here with uh, the wonderful Shane. Hello. The mighty Josh. Hello. And we're here going to you do the usual... Uh, Usual nerds of Oz crap. We're going to talk about a little bit of news. Shane's just checking that I press record this Making time. Sure. I didn't do it through. And now Josh is checking. You sons of bitches. Um, we'll do hey, a little bit of news. Once, shame on me. Fool me twice. <laughs> fucking shame on you again. Okay, I probably shouldn't drink while I do this. Maybe that's what my problem More is. Like shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> God, that's a worse punishment. Josh, Josh sitting in the corner going, ah. Rock, a, rocking backwards and forwards, crying. Is it a punishment or a punishment? Oh, I'll be quiet. Uh, so we're going to go through a little bit of news at first, and then we'll talk. We'll go through a couple of reviews of some crap that we've no doubt wasted our soft or hard-earned money on, and then afterwards we're going to talk about a controversial film, Suicide Squad. Some of you may have heard of it. Some of you have probably heard of it. Some of you would have you heard of it, and one or two of you possibly haven't. Math. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so um, so news. What, what's been going? What's been going on? before we hit the news? What's been going on this week, fellas? How you've all been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah isn't They're really good. an answer to that. Good. Uh, what E uh, three was out this week? E three was, was this a week. Huge thing. Shane's yeah. like as gaming, right? Gaming, yes. Letters <laughs> yeah. and numbers are Sesame Street related. <laughs> Today was brought to you with the letter E, e and, and the number three. three. <laughs> I saw that episode. Fucking dicks. <laughs> So, anything tickle your fancy at E3 this week, Josh? Shane's like Big Bird. He's oh, my favourite. He's cool. Big Bird's awesome. Oscar the Grouch. Big ups. Don't pick um, on the homeless. <clears throat> yeah, what was it? Uh, so, how they, they break down the days? I didn't get uh, uh, I didn't get to sit at home like everyone else and watch the whole thing live. Yeah, what's this work business all about? Yeah. Whose um, idea was that? <sighs> that Bloody Trump guy. Trump. What? All what? your American viewers know what that's about, eh? <laughs> <laughs> what what, what, what is tickling your fancy, Josh? Oh, a lot of things tickled my fancy. Yeah, what about at E3? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm not no. talking about now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's all right. Uh, I was really keen on all the Nintendo stuff, to be honest. So Wednesday, they got, what, Link to the Past coming back. That was pretty cool. And this really cool collector's case. Uh, so, hang on. Uh, so, the old game, they're remastering it? Mm. I'm so fucking sick of remasters. Shut up. Shh. Fuck. It's like every IP oh, property they're getting their hands just, on. It's just like, you're yep. living in the past. Yep. I want new things that are shiny and pretty. All right, well, then... There's nothing. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, Link to the Past looks really cool for a retro game. Comes in a cool VHS. Uh, sorry, not VHS. Like Game Boy, old school, chunky Game Boy case. And That's big, cool. And a big 120-page art collector's book. Okay, now you got me interested. Oh, say, now say, you do, you little bitch. Well, yeah, yeah. If, you, but you could, I could just buy the art book. If the art book was 100 bucks, Exclusive I'd probably still buy it. to the bundle. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, uh, I'm a big Pokemon nut, so... You're playing it right now. Yeah, man. he's got Pokemon Still Go got open it. on the... Hey guys, they can't see me for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Have you caught anything? No, I was on the shitty sand shoes around. Get a better house. They live by the beach. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield looks pretty cool. They've, uh, introduced, uh, if anyone ever played Breath of the Wild, they've got, like, the central... I guess, map that you always go with, but there's a central hub in the middle of the map where it's very Breath of the Wildy and it's big, open, 3D interactive with mm. Pokemon just venturing around that you can just run into. The weather changes based on real weather. Um, That's cool. And the Pokemon that you find in those zones are correlative to the current environment, which is really, really cool. So, so sorry, just let me get this straight. 
if it's raining where you are right now, yes. and you are playing this game on your Nintendo Switch in the rain, in the game it will be raining. Yes. So it, it will like check Pokemon your... Go. Okay. Okay. I'm letting you know that's one fucking step closer to Skynet. That's like, cool. Just, bring just it taking on. over, man. Because then they'll bring real Pokemon out, and I'll be okay with that. Um, I'm scared by the fact that they know when it's raining. Pokemon oh, will take it. Yeah. Terminator 18. Yeah. Pokemon versus the computers. <laughs> oh, Pokemon versus Terminator. T-1000. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'll be down cool. for that. You, you watch Chandelure. Fuck up, <clears throat> Schwarzenegger. I'll be alright with that. I'd be stoked with that. I don't know Pokemon. Well, I mean, I mean, Detective Pikachu was basically Pokemon versus Blade Runner, so why not? Yeah, it's just Ryan Reynolds versus fucking... Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Deadpool versus All the Pokemon, Pokemon voiced by Ryan Reynolds. That's, that's the... <laughs> or, or Morgan Freeman. Oh, wow. God. Snorlax. Yeah. Snorlax played by Morgan I Freeman. I woke up. Yeah. And it was a good day. They're all in, just, Shaw- and they're all in Shawshank. You, you, just, <laughs> you just very slowly hear Morgan Freeman if he was playing. Every time we get captured by trainers, we're inside. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could say that Pikachu fought the good fight and the sisters left him alone. <laughs> so what else in the Nintendo world did you find? Um, yeah, I was really pretty just stoked on that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. The Pokemon game. They, they introduce a new gimmick every time. They've had Mega Evolutions and then like Z-Moves and now it's a Gigamaxing Giga or some shit where you make your Pokemon real big-like. Okay. Um, so, like, how you raid in Pokemon Go? Stop looking at your screen, dude. Stop I'm looking at your Pokemon. Honestly, the only Pokemon game I've ever really liked was on the Switch was Pokken because it was essentially just Tekken but with Pokemon characters. And Fair the enough. fact that there was a so. fucking Luchador Pikachu in that, Luchador Pikachu is the cutest thing you've ever seen in your life. I want to. I, I kick I tried, your ass, though. Yeah, I tried to stick a mask on my cat, and all she did was scratch me. Yeah, that's, that's why we don't have a cat anymore. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Any joking? We love our cats. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, she is not <laughs> big. Big fan of pussy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I was pretty keen on E three too. Um, I again with retro gaming, I don't get why Final Fantasy seven has everybody wetting their pants. Um, didn't I, I play that I game twenty one really, years ago? Yeah, I never really got into it. I, I had a guy come into work and he was like, "Oh, I'm so stoked for Final Fantasy VII." And I was like, "Dude, it's a twenty one year old game. What, what are you so stoked about?" But it's remastered. Gone. Well, he said it's remastered. It's a new fighting system. It's got new graphics. It's like, so why didn't they just make a fucking new game? And, and, then, was, and then, and then, just that awkward silence happens, and you're like, "Yeah, well." Mm. Well, yeah, yeah. It was like, why didn't they just make a game? And it was like. Yeah, well, you shut up. Yeah, basically, shut your face, pal. Um, the things that I wet my pants over was um, huge Watch Dogs fan. Love Watch Dogs 2. Um, I'm still playing Watch Dogs 2. Um, I love that world. You're the one living in the past. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. the only one playing that game. No, no, no. I'm still... There is a server for this one guy. Yeah. Who just I'm, no, I'm still finding that there's like heaps of people will clock into my games all the time. And, and the, the more... The more carnage I'm causing, the more sort of bounty hunters will pop into my game. So there's still a fair few people. I need to it's, go to the bathroom. I need to pick this lock. It's it's <laughs> GTA Five softer. So like, and, and I and I like the computer hacking and that sort of thing. But this one looks really cool because you actually can. Um, whereas with Watch Dogs previously, the two main characters have been just um, uh, one guy who can seem to be like he's the greatest MI Five agent ever, and he can do this and he can hack that and he creates drones and blah blah blah. This one you actually have to. Every single person in London is potentially somebody in your crew. So you can actually define your crew's look. So if you want to have a group of hackers that are all sort of goth kids, you can just find goth kids to employ into your gang. And when you play as the... When you play, when you need a mission where somebody's good at shooting and somebody's good at hacking, you pick that kid from your gang. Oh, okay, that makes so sense. You actually, so every single NPC... Is potentially a player character. <laughs> Every single one, except for bad guys. I love being an NPC. Oh, good morrow. 
<laughs> Hello, weary traveller. <laughs> Would you um, like an ale? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other one that I really liked was... Uh, well, I like the fact that there's going to be more of Division 2 coming yep. and that they're making a Jessica Chastain and Jake Gyllenhaal starring Division TV series on Netflix. What, Wait, what? Jessica yeah. Chastain is a... Bryce Dallas Howard. You, you just yeah. say Jessica Chastain, and I'm like, what was that? Two hours of just filming her feet? Yeah, I'll watch that. Crimson Peak. No problem. I'll, I'll Tarantino that. What about um, Fallen Order? Star Wars. I thought you said Law and Order, and I was like, I, what? I, I love, so tight. I love, I just beat Ice-T. <laughs> Yo, man, you got prison. <laughs> I'm going to lock you up and throw away the key. Press B to go to prison. <laughs> Press B to... <laughs> right click for prison. Right trick to, <laughs> to hide the evidence. <laughs> To see Marissa Huggity in like animation form, fucking uh, tight. Uh, but yeah, like slow motion, like gun. Well, the cool thing about that is, is that if you had that sort of thing, you could, you could, um, Marissa Huggity, you could like pick what season you wanted to play her as. So you just get season the, seven and eight. So like, real, when she's this wide. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a fat guy. I can make fat yeah. jokes. That's Fair the enough. joy of being. You, you, you skinny and fit sons of bitches. You can't do that. I can pick on the fat people. The only person that could find fat Thor funny is this guy right here. I'm fat. I'm not very good at Fortnite, and I've got a beard. Yeah. I Shut d- the fuck up. I do look like Chris Evans a bit. <laughs> Which bit? Agree, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, Agree. God. Chris Evans, you yes. look totally like Chris Evans. Um, the other game that I... Um, and, and I've already, already pre-ordered that. And the other game that I've made sure I went and pre-ordered straight away was the new Cyberpunk game. Now, the weird thing about this game was that I, I actually pre-ordered this when it was announced... Two years ago? Three years ago? I actually went into a local gaming store and pre-ordered it that long ago. Ah, That's how pumped I had this game. A physical store. A physical store, yeah. They sell things in there. That's how pumped you got over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, then when it just seemed like it was never going to come out, I cancelled the pre-order and put it on something else. And then sitting watching E3 and doors open and who's this chap that comes strolling out? It's fucking Keanu Reeves. Wait, Keanu was actually at E3? Keanu was in it. Not just at E3, he's in... Cyberpunk. Yeah, he's, he's in the game. Alright, so somebody school old uh, old Shano here. What the fuck is Cyberpunk? So from what I can understand, and this is this is from what I understand, this is we're looking at a world that's kind of like a Red Dead Redemption or a GTA world, but it's set in the future. Um twenty seventy seven? Twenty seventy seven, I saw, yeah. Very yeah, or, I would say very advanced. It's only a couple of years. We're all gonna be robots soon, guys. So it's you know, you know it's it's blade runnery, it's um It made me think of uh um, Rudka Howard in it. And what's the one with <laughs> Bruce Willis? Die Hard. Um, no. oh, uh, uh, surrogates. Yes, it made me very much think of surrogates. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the world does look a lot like surrogates. And it both looks like, somehow looks like the real surrogates world and the fake surrogates world. Um, the interesting thing is, is that having Keanu Reeves in this is that, like, he's trapped in the Matrix. He knows Kung Fu. Like, that's... Yeah, yeah, he'll... Yeah. he'll I wonder if he did that. I wonder if every t- I wonder if every time he finished doing his mocap, if they just went, you now know Kung Fu, Keanu, and he just went... Jody Utah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm Bill and or Ted, mate. Shut the Point fuck up. Point Break will remain one of the best fucking action movies in the world. Ooh, wow, really? The original Point Break, really? Oh, dude, yes. No, Keanu Reeves and Patrick know. Swayze. That 2015 remake was pretty, oh, pretty good. Don't bring us down to this. Still not the worst remake ever. <laughs> What's the worst Wor- remake? Worst remake in my mind ever. And I and I'm a fan of remakes. Thing remake, Blob remake. Don't have a problem with it. Worst remake ever, Flight of the Phoenix. Ooh, yeah, <coughs> Giovanni Ravisi. And they just it, advertised no Tyrese Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it had nothing to do with those. It was just that Flight of the Phoenix, when it came out, was sort of really a, of its time because it had, like, you, you assumed that the bad guy was the German was the German because we were so close to the Nazi experience. And then it was with this one, it was like, 
So who's the secret bad guy? Save water. That's all I really, yeah. got, that's all, that's all I really got from that movie. Is there anyone? Just, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the basic solution to a plane crash is you pick the person who looks the least healthy and you eat them and murder them. Oh, I was going to say eat them. Oh, if they yeah. can stay alive while you're slicing pieces off them, whatever, I'm not... That's no. a strong person. Yeah. Good yeah. on them. Yeah, I'm all for cannibalism. Mm. Um, Shane, you got any news for us? So what are we doing for lunch? <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I don't really have much news related uh, It's my anniversary this weekend yeah. yeah, my wedding anniversary Three blissful years of marriage to my beautiful wife Shout out to Nat for staying with me uh, 12 years together Wow, that's really that. close to the second year anniversary Of the death of Adam West Did <sighs> yeah. you time that? No, it was, I was fucking heartbroken when that happened Yes, yeah, it's been two years On Monday, it was two years since uh, The Bright Knight himself passed away from leukemia A short bout of leukemia yeah. And um, I want to ask you though, Justin, what was your first exposure to the 66 series? Uh, as a kid, um, I, one of the, I don't know what channel it was back on, it was probably Channel 9, used to show it black in the and afternoon. white TV? It was a black and white CRT <laughs> TV, indeed. Um, but yeah, it was, it was always a real, it was a real hit when it would come up in colour. Yeah. And you'd just sit there and you'd go, fuck you, black and white TV, you son of a bitch. This says in colour, in black and white. Why are you lying? Um, yeah, um, on, honestly... <laughs> Do you, do you know it's funny? I don't remember many of the Joker episodes. The the episodes the, that the, I remember more than Riddler? anything. No, Penguin, Catwoman. Ah, uh, um, everyone would remember her. There, no, there was a lot of Catwoman in that series. Those three: Lee, yeah, Lee Merriweather, uh, Eartha Kitt, Eartha Kitt, and Julie Newmar. Julie Newmar. Um, I remember the Julie Newmar one specifically because I had a toy called a Viewmaster. Oh, that's do you guys know what a Viewmaster is? Yeah, yeah. So. Do you know, we know what a Viewmaster is? Oh, with 30, I used to get toys from McDonald's. Like four and five. How do I know? You used to get the toys from McDonald's for the Viewmaster. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, Whoa. Yeah, yeah, that's and Then it. somebody comes smack on the front, you'd freak out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I um, had, uh, after I saw a Catwoman episode, um, that was probably around the time that I, like I'd already, be, yeah, big old titties, Josh, I know. Um, I was already sort of watching it and was a Batman fan, but I was only a casual comic fan because I was young and I wasn't collecting. I just sort of, I was hoarding comics, but not collecting. It was just like I'd go to the shop and just buy whatever comics were there. Um, but I got the Viewmaster of the Perfect Crime, which is the one where she's got to try and steal the two cats. It's the perfect with a P U R R. Yeah, it's the, yeah, perfect, the perfect crime. crime. But but that's the one where the the Julie Newmar Catwoman dies at the end. Um, spoiler oh, spoiler alert! alert. Um, you say that beforehand, don't you? God damn this new technology! I hate it's, it's, people that say spoiler after there's a spoiler. It's oh, I hate so a bit harsh. It's been fifty three years, so. Yeah, since that series. Yeah, if you haven't yeah. seen it, it's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, someone's like this week going, "Oh, you know what? I'm just going to listen to this podcast just before I come home." Somebody, laptop against the wall. But yeah, um, interesting that you should say that about Batman. Um, is that there's we seem to have confirmation now that that Patterson's going to be the Batterson. That that seems to be a, a, a true fact. Twilight Sparkle. So, um, what story do they give him then? No, no, none, none of that's been. Well, Matt, Re- there, there was a suggestion. That Better they go would... with the Joker. <clears throat> I don't reckon they will. No, I... no, no. It's, it's been confirmed that it's going to be the Riddler. Um, it's, no, sorry, it's going to be Catwoman, Penguin, and Firefly. But do you know what that says to me? That says to me that they're going to do Batman Year One. You won't actually see him as Batman for the majority of the. You won't see him as Batman until the, the last movie. fifteen minutes. Need to. Um, so it'll be like an action movie about a guy transitioning. Into a weirdo that gets dressed up in black leather and beats up people with mental. Problems I always thought though, why, why, that, why does <laughs> why does he have to be Bruce Wayne? Why could he not be Dick Grayson and be Batman? When when Bruce Wayne goes through that fucking time time loop in time in the Batman, he's gone for fucking years trying to get back huh? to Gotham. 
and um, Dick Grayson takes the cow. When Batman's supposed to be dead, quotation marks, in like R.I.P. and, you know, um, like the battle for the cow, Dick Grayson is Batman. So, you know, it doesn't have to be just Batman's automatically Bruce Wayne, you know. He could be Azrael. He could fucking be... He could be forged from the fires of St. Dumas. We don't know. I guess when it comes down to it, we've seen so much with Bruce Wayne and everybody's well aware that there is a character named Robin... Who is being groomed to take over the cow? Not everyone's aware. There's, hopefully, oh, everyone who listens to this. Most, is, surely, most. Hopefully, everyone who listens here doesn't know that. Surely, surely, there's people who are bat woke. There's a Batman, <laughs> just this tiny little bat who thinks he's a man. Yeah, that's it's it. Like a oh, that's bat white. Did he go into a machine and become <laughs> half bat, half man? He got bitten oh, by a radioactive yeah. bat, oh, and yeah. he shoots bat web out of his. Anyway, yeah. anyway, so yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. Whole, the whole thing behind it is like I'm pretty sure they said it's gonna be pat up. Uh, the Penguin, Catwoman, possibly the Riddler, but I know they said Firefly, and I'm I'm for that. Well, Catwoman he's, he's the arsonist, right? Yeah, he's um Gar- Garfield Lyons. His name is. But those those three characters kind of make sense because if you aren't doing a year one, um, Catwoman was in year one, but as Selena, as as the prostitute, the prostitute Selena, Selena, and there's no reason that they don't have the Penguin as either her pimp or a crime boss, which is what they've sort of evolved the Penguin into. Iceberg Lounge. Um, and then have Firefly as a, an, an arsonist who is the villain that. Bruce Wayne has decided to pull down on his road to becoming the That's Batman. what I'm liking about the comic books these days is that they're pulling all those B C list characters and they're giving them the limelight. You know, like I just read the Dog War Welder. Of, uh, yeah, I've read the I've read the War of Jokes and Riddles. Yeah. And um, you know, they had nearly every single villain because the whole story was was um that the Joker and the Riddler are at war with each other. Mm. And basically every villain in Gotham is choosing sides. So you had like you know, the ventriloquist, you had um Amygdala. You had Prometheus. You Jesus had, Christ. Yeah, you had all these really big C-grade um, villains, and they're popping up. You've got Fire- Firefly's becoming mainstream, which is like, you know, he's been in the games he's and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's in the Yeah, So the fact that, you know, Tom King, shit him as much as you want, he's bringing, the ma- he's bringing like the weirdness into the Batman, which I loved, because I learned all that stuff from the Arkham games. And I'm like, fuck, man, these characters are so interesting. Yeah. Like, they had Humpty Dumpty. Like, like, oh. No, no, sorry, no, no. Yeah, Humpty Dumpty. And they had the um, Tweedledee and Tweedledum yeah. twins in, in, like, in the comics. And I'm like, fuck, bring this back into it. They had Warren White. The great White Shark. Yeah, wow. That's, that's what I want to see. I don't oh. want to see the, the mainstreams. Um, do we see Maxi Zeus? <gasps> I've got to look back on that. I didn't have a good look at it, but yeah. That guy's weird in the Arkham Asylum yeah. book. Hugo, Hugo Strange and Maxi Zeus. That's all I need and I'm good. Oh, Hugo Strange's mainstream is fuck these days, though. He's oh, really? played, played by yeah. He's played um by the uh, who's the guy from Law and Order the the Ching-ching. yeah the Asian psych. He's the guy oh, from Dr. Wong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BD Wong. BD Wong. Yeah, he's from, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's from Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns out to be basically Hugo Strange. Um, he's Ray. <laughs> he's Ray in yeah, Jurassic Ray. Park, and yeah. he's also uh, Dr. Raymond Mukada from Oz. One of the best HBO shows in the world. Cool. Besides Chernobyl. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, the whole topic of this. So is that yeah. the Oz that we're the nerds of? Ooh, I like that. So yeah, the whole topic behind this really? is the fact there's been a lot of fan casting for the fact that Matt Reeves might want to bring the Joker into this. I think you can't really do a Batman thing without having the Joker in it eventually. Oh, I, I think there. you work your way. If you've got a trilogy of films, you work your way up to the Joker. You don't shoot your load with the Joker and then go, oh, and he's... It's like what we said with the Justice League yeah. versus Teen Titans. You don't go your best you don't person start with first. Trigon. Because there's no... There's, no there's nowhere to go. Beating it, yeah. 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 Any, anywho, so the uh, the character that people have been flaunting about the uh, interwebs and the IGs is Four none minutes. other than the little Batman of the early 90s himself. Don't leave him alone. Home alone. <gasps> Macaulay Culkin. Shocked face. He's basically Batman. He's got gadgets, man. He just yeah. triggers up a house. Oh, I reckon that he'd be a, a pretty good Joker, actually. Um, he, he's got that... 
that the reason that I have a problem with most people that have played the Joker is that they've been either muscular or older and a little bit tubby. He's got that gangly, He's like... wiry. Yeah. Like, 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 I still think that Hugo Weaving would be a great Joker. Like, you, if you take the character of Mr. Smith from the Matrix and then put that into a Batman thing as the Joker, that he doesn't need makeup. Um, and I think that, that Macaulay Corkin now could probably do that. Have you seen his podcast? It's, I forgot what it's called, but it, like he's him wearing... I think it's called the Bunny Ears podcast. It's just him interviewing people and he always wears bunny ears. He's so out there. I know I already said this to you guys when we are talking. But well, I'm sitting here just in a cod piece, yeah. so that's yeah, my are. thing. <laughs> Stop I, sucking from my a, About a year and a half ago, I know I said this to you guys, I put a, a, a little four-minute clip up of Macaulay Culkin when he was on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. And I said in, in the caption, this guy is the next Joker. Yeah, you did too. And I remember that. I saw him, just his mannerisms, I was like, holy shit, I could see this guy twirling through Arkham Asylum, like the Joker did in the Arkham Asylum game, just like on like tinkle toes with a knife in his hand, just going la 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 la, and yeah. just slicing people. He just, oh god. He's got a weird head too, so he could Such probably... Such a weird head, dude. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I could be the Joker. You could be the Joker, dude, you got a weird head. You're yeah, far thanks. too handsome. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> you can Cut be... my face a little bit. Yeah. You can be War Machine because nobody cares about him. Oh, it's, it's, it's pretty true, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get a suit of armor. I'm yeah, true. Yeah, 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 you take the armor. You take it. Nobody cares about me, but I've got a suit cool, of armor. It's f- got a cannon on the shoulder. Yeah, let's go deal with Fuck that bullshit. You. I'm going to fly. <laughs> oh, don't, <laughs> don't be sour. Come on. That guy that tries and tells his story, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that was cool. He had a better story there. And you're like, Fuck you. <laughs> it's like Marvel versus DC. DC has the better story. Oh, well, we're going to find that one out today, this aren't we? This is true, this is true. So I think we're done with the news. We might um, move on, on to some cool stuff that we've picked up this week. I haven't I found haven't. your notes. I've pressed record. Yeah. Josh has found his notes. No, he hasn't. It's all happening. I have pressed record. No, he hasn't found his notes. Can confirm, right? Justin has pressed record. Thank you, okay. So we're going to talk about the toys and comics that we may have picked up this week. Um, I'm going to go first, just because I can. Um... I picked up, and, and I honestly, um, I normally, as you know, don't really buy Marvel or DC stuff, but I'm always prepared to give a number one a go. Um, just because somebody might do something good at Marvel or DC, which has happened, hasn't happened for about 20 years, but you just never know. Yeah. Um, and the thing that usually drags me into that is if um, uh, Stanley Art Germ Lau does the cover. Um, this month it's this, and I'll, I'll put a photo of it on the Instagram, Um the art germ cover of Black Cat number one. That is gorgeous. It is, it is gorgeous. But why is it all curved? What, what, oh, because yeah. I read my comics. They're, they're, oh. If you open comics, there's words and pictures on the inside. Holy of them. shit! I'll That's open crazy. some. I'll open some for you later and show you. Um, so I, I gave this a go. I, I bought this solely for this cover because I'm a art germ whore. Um, Do you buy all your stuff based on that? I buy all. I, I pretty much will buy everything. Art what the germ. fuck? You're opening it? I, I've, I've already read it. I'm, having, I'm gonna have a look inside. Um, the um, yeah. So are, you, are you more inclined then to buy something based on? I will give somebody it, a go if it's got an alternate cover that I like. Oh, the artwork, the artwork's great. The, the the reason that I gave um, I gave things like uh, well, well I love Maria Laura Sinapo. Mm-hmm. So the reason that I'm reading something as stupid as Vampirella and Red Sonja meets Betty and Veronica is because her art is in it. Because you like well, it's good. It draws you in, right? Yeah, yeah, and and um. But but with in this case it was Stanley's Stanley Lau's art and and you know I bought I bought Harley Quinn comics for far longer than I should have because the content was crap because those Frank Cho covers were sweet. Those, well, I mean, someone's doing their job, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, yeah. The person who's putting the bait on the hook, 
is um is doing a really good job. It's just a shame that when you take that bait, you're dragged up onto shore and you have no water left to breathe in. Um, but th this I'm actually quite surprised in. Um, they haven't gone for a superhero comic. The I, I don't know if you guys know, but Black Cat, Felicia Hardy, she's a Spider-Man villain. Um, if you play the Spider-Man game, she's Spider got like tees. a whole extra bit in the Spider-Man game. Um, this is about her as a thief. She's got a gang... And they rob stuff together. So it's very much... Is she described as a villain? Uh, no, no, she, she's self-involved. Robin Hood? Cat-esque? Yeah, no, 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 she's, she's... It's for her. Okay. It's for her. So what we've actually got here is like a... Um, I guess a movie where the, where the villain's the bad guy, but it's not a violent thing. It's, and, you know, there, there's a, a potential for a um, security guard who's going to be a future love interest and blah, blah, blah. Um, this is written by Jed McKay. Uh, and drawn by Travel Foreman, who did Daughters of the Dragon. So the art is... It's got a real nice, delicate quality to it, and it's very... Um, uh, it's sort of realistic-looking, but not quite. It's it's kind of got this 1960s cover of the English Woman's Weekly sort of style about it. I really like it. It's really soft. Um, the, story's, the story's good. For a first issue, I have I was entertained. I was thoroughly entertained by it. Um, Are you going to keep going? I think I will give it another go. Um, if there's another Stanley Lau <laughs> cover, I'll definitely give it a go. But um, you never know. There's also two backup stories in here. Um, one of them is by Now Fuji. Now, I don't know if you guys saw some alternate covers, covers on Marvel Comics a few months ago. The Marvel Comic covers... Remember the covers had um, like a, a, a one-page a one story where that superhero met a cat? Did you ever see those? So it's oh. like a Daredevil one where Daredevil meets a cat. And it's like just six panels. It's a very manga-ish style. Really cute. It's no. um uh, just want to put that back in the background. Um so yeah, it's um so there's a, a two-page story in here drawn by now Fuji. Um cute manga style art. It's two pages. It's two pages of Black Cat meeting a cat, so you know. <laughs> um but then there's a second story which is written again by Jed Mackay. Um, this time it's drawn by Mike Dowling. Mike Dowling's worked for 2000 AD, so he's done Judge Dredd and, and that sort of stuff. Um, and this story is... One of the main parts of the main story of this comic is that we're meeting... Um, we're, we're learning a little bit about Felicia Hardy and how she learned how to be a great thief. And it was from a guy called the Black Fox, who was also a thief. And um, so the first story kind of... You, you're introduced that he's going to start helping her on some sort of thievery racket... Um, and then the second story is about him as a younger thief and the time that he his two gang members quit. And one of those gang members in his thievery gang was um, was Felicia Hardy's father, who was also a cat burglar. Um, so it's sort of... They don't just introduce this character into... And I think the Black Fox has been in, in Spider-Man before. They don't just reintroduce this character. They also give you a little tiny bit of a backstory. So... Um, you get three sort of stories that are like two of them are sort of like one's uh, of 17 odd pages, one's two pages, one's five or six pages, but they make for this nice sort of solid whole story. Um, and like, like I said, and uh, um, Mike Dowling's art's pretty good too. So it was, um, and, and it was similar to, um, to Travel Foreman's, um, but dissimilar enough that you weren't, didn't think it was by the same person. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pursue with this. Um, if there's another Art Gem cover, I'll definitely go for it, but that'll just be, like I said, Art Gem Hall. But I'm, like, I'm liking the story so far. So yeah, this Black Cat gets uh, two thumbs up from me. Nice. 
Shane, what are you, you've got a bag full of goodies there. What are you going to whip out for us? It's just funny how Josh... So, if people who don't uh, know me on this podcast, um, I'm not only a big Batman fan, but I'm also a really big Grease fan. The uh, flick from 1978. By Ray, uh, Randall Kleiser. Love nothing more than wearing your bat suit and rolling around some grease, don't you? Well, yeah. do you know, it's funny. It kind of says a lot about him because Batman's about the transition of going from uh, a loving son to a vengeful person. And Grease is about being that it's fine to be all nice, but you're better off if you're a slut. I'm all about that. So, <laughs> this yeah. is Shane's life. Yeah. So, this is your life. Yeah. This is how we live now. Yeah, so Josh got me a book of stamps that's actually Grease related that I asked him to buy me about six months ago, which he finally brought for me. Uh, so Dang. wow, is there some shade there? Far yeah, yeah. Jesus. I thought I'd. It's really weird that you brought this because I thought I'd take uh, the superhero stuff out of my um, show and tell for this week, yeah, and, Jesus. and get into the pop culture, okay. as we would say. So, whip it out, bro! I'll whip it out right now. Put your pants back on. Yeah. No, not that. Isn't that weird? Oh, oh, what a great time. Grease Pops. I that's, bought my Grease Pop vinyls. That's actually so unplanned that that's actually That was really awesome, funny. yeah. And we didn't plan any of that. So I bought my uh, Danny, uh, and Sa- uh, Danny and Sandy Grease Pop vinyls. Danny wearing his great um, let- Letterman jacket. He let it in track to try and uh, impress Sandy. And I've got Sandy wearing her first day at school yellow a dress. girl outfit. Yeah. Mm. This movie definitely means a lot to me in the aspect that... Anytime I'm down, anytime I have a hard day, I'll just put on Grease, the soundtrack, or I'll watch the movie, and it'll just make everything better. I just find... that why every time I see you at work, you're always listening to Grease. Yes. It's, 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 Do you know what's funny, though? When I have a bad day at work, I come home and I put on Grease, but that's a bedroom thing. It's probably... <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it, Scott. <laughs> Let's go, slip and slide! Yeah. Yeah. I, down I, the hallway. That's why we've got a tiled floor, yeah. so I can slide around the house. I used to watch this, I used to watch this with my uh, mum at home, and she said that I used to do the whole um, Grease sliding thing where he slides under the car, and he comes out, but I slide under my coffee table. And like I would like act like I'm Danny Zuko or John Travolta, but... Just every song, I'm just such a fan of, and just the way that they connect with each other and all the all the cast. It's just it's one of those feel good movies, and it it grossed a shitload of money for us for like a six million dollar budget. Mm. And I think it made um for six hundred. Oh no, sorry, three hundred and fifty million worldwide. Wow. So, um, for back it, then as well, that's that's and that's for something big ba- numbers. Yeah, for something based on a stage play too. Yeah, and it was like it was. A, one of the biggest gross movies of that year and like everyone was still coming off the whole Star Wars 76? 78. 78. 78. That's a huge genre shift as well. Yeah. If you're going from, you know, a few months later being like, oh, we'll go see Star Wars to then go see... I, I, I watch this yeah. movie, I watch this movie every Sunday. It, it actually gets me going for the day. I was on, I was just flicking through Amazon Prime the other night and it like, it, I, I, I just went by it and I said to Nat, I go, I'm just going to watch one song. I watched the whole thing. It, it's one of those movies where I have to watch everything because every song is just so good. Okay, so I, I need to tell you something. I need to admit to something about Grease now. You've never seen it. No, no, I, I love Grease. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was about 13 or 14, I was in a well, stage... Were you in a play? I was, I was in a say. stage production You're of Grease. You were weren't you? No, Duty. <gasps> Duty, nice. So um, in, the, in, the, like, in the stage version, Duty gets two songs. Um... Magic Changes. Oh, so I, I had to sing by, by Shanana. Yeah, yeah. So, so Shanana singing that. Yeah. I had to sing Magic Changes, and I can't remember the other ones because Duty in the stage play is actually like you know how in all of the fifties groups it was all like here's Jimmy, he's got a guitar and he likes to sing. So Duty was that character. What's that playing on the radio? Yeah, that's me. Oh, jeez. Um, cool, give us a rendition. Let's no, go. I won't be doing that. I, I fucking um, will. The the, <laughs> the interesting thing about it was is that the girl that they set me up to because it was that uh, Duty was Frenchie's girlfriend. In yes, the in the yes, stage, in the stage uh, Didi Con. Yeah. yeah. So they set me up with this um, 
this beautiful girl who was about two years older than me and about five feet taller than me. So all of the scenes of the, the are like, I'm counting, be quiet, I'm counting and that sort of shit. Like all, all of the stuff that... I'm counting my steps. Yeah, the, the stuff that Duty got, because there was like some some line changes because Duty's not as big in the film as what he was in the stage play. Um, it was made even funnier because Frenchie was like, I, seriously, I was, her boobs probably sat on top of my head. Yeah, nice. Um, so, which, <laughs> I, I, I'm a big fan of a boob hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it was, uh, yeah, Jane Blomkamp, wherever you are, you were fantastic. Everybody loved you. Um, but I even remember her name. She's probably the only person from that stage play whose name I remember because I was, we spent a lot, like you tend to spend a lot of time with your couples. And um, so her and I ended up getting, even though she was like at school, like, it wasn't cool to hang out with the younger kids when you're in school. And then she was, she would still say hello to me in the hall, even after Greece was finished and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, go on. Sorry. It's, I, I can't explain just why it connects. I just connect with this movie so much. It's just like everything about this movie, the way that like the T-birds are with each other, even though they're all like in their fifties in this movie, <laughs> but like the way that the way the, the way, the way the pink ladies are just like, the, like just they have the battle with the scorpions and like, Oh, just everything in this movie. You should have been born twenty years earlier. No, like no, that's the thing. No, like forty no, years no. earlier. You should have been. 40. You should have been born in no. the fifties. So he could have been. I, a I'm happy in my age that I appreciate this movie as much as I do because I've not met. Uh, there's probably two people that I know, Angel and Maria. Shout out that like this movie or love this movie as much as I do. It's like and for Nat's boot camp party last year. Is that year, work, Angel? Yes, I love Angel. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, I'll give Angel a shout out. Yeah. Too. So for Nat's boot camp Christmas party last year, we actually went as Danny and Sandy when they are dressed up in their, um, their athletic <laughs> gear and boot camp people... Christmas party. Yeah, it was awesome. You can't have a beer until you run up that hill, yeah. bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Fuck you, pal. Yeah. Where's the beer? I still have. I still have everything. Like, yeah. Did you see the photo I posted of me wearing my grey shirt? Like, yeah. come on. I do. Like, I, do. Even, I remember Nat the other night was like, you should get. A, like, it was ages ago. She's like, you should get a grease tattoo, and I'm like. How have you not, to be honest? How have you not? I, I, if anything, I just want to get the logo, like the actual name with the with the, with the grease drop yeah, tattooed somewhere. Yeah, yeah you get the that's all I want. Easy. But like, just seeing other renditions of it really sort of like irks me a bit. Like the live version that was brought out a few years ago was amazing. Like, it was, oh, I it, thought you were going to shit can no, Vanessa Hudgens then. No, she was great. She, she made Rizzo so good and her dad died the day of that live show. Oh, like, really? Yeah, and she still like pulled off... I, I didn't watch that. Was she Rizzo? She was amazing as Rizzo. She was Rizzo? Yeah. Yeah, Juliana Huff from America's Got Talent was um, wow. Sandy. All I can think um, of is Vanessa Hudgens as Rizzo now. That's so hot. But you said yeah. Vanessa Hudgens. She was really good. But um, I love Vanessa one Hudgens. thing I have to shit on is Delta Goodrum playing Olivia and John. She oh, really? butchered, hopelessly devoted. Hang on, hang on. So Delta Goodrum, was she playing Olivia Newton-John or was she playing Sandy? No, or she was, was she playing Olivia Newton-John playing Sandy? Yes. Yeah. So it's gone through a life, but she absolutely butchered. Hopelessly devoted. I'll never forgive her for that. Delta. But I'm just, Delta, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah Del- Del- Delta, if you're listening. Yeah. We didn't felt you. I just can't believe you brought these the day that I like bought my my grease pops. Serendipity. Awesome. Yeah, the nerds uh, are all about serendipity. I was uh, bagging up all my stuff to bring, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" And I saw these because <laughs> like, I, I got some Endgame ones, and then I was I like, "Can't wait to put this up on the ground." <laughs> so damn cool. And then yeah, I saw them. I was like, oh, "I'll take these today," and like it, it'll be in relation to probably yeah. something Batman related. Shane will bring. Anyway, that's me, um, Bat fan, but also a really lighthearted grease fan. Yeah. If you had to pick one, I'd be. Uh, like so, Grease is my third favorite movie in the world. What's, what are it's the other two? Dark Knight, number mm-hmm. one, and Inglorious Bastards is number two. Wow, yeah. that falls before Grease. Okay, Here yeah, no, but that's the thing though. It's sort of climbing its way up, but ah, oh, man, the bear Jew. Yeah, it's just that scene. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just Eli Roth coming out with a bat that just the like bear Jew. Like, I, 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 yeah. He bashed his head with a baseball bat. That's what he does. <laughs> I, I do have to say that the first 
15 minutes of, of Inglorious Bastards with um with the Nazi Chris, talking Christoph, in French. Christoph Waltz. And I'm sorry this is where the end of my French is. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, but it's good. yeah, he would be a good joker because he's unpredictable. If you're uh, watching Glorious Bastards, you don't know what the fuck he's going to do. Like, he's yeah. talking with Diane Kruger about a shoe. Damn it, I'm going to have to have, like, a fucking double feature of The Hateful Eight and Inglorious Bastards well, now. And, and Wreck-It Ralph, too. Well, well I'm Christoph Waltz is an end. Hateful Eight's amazing. Combination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how much will I go crazy after watching those three films? Especially right. if you have the blinds closed and all that stuff. That's like a, a nine-hour... Don't open them! Yeah. yeah. And just sitting there wearing the codpiece that I've got on, the Nerds of Oz codpiece, and then watching those films. People know you wear a codpiece, so you have to keep saying it. Oh, I just want to make sure that yeah, they know. everyone knows. But they will have, like, like a T-Fury will sell the Nerds <laughs> codpiece. <laughs> just have my face on it. You can so, wear my face on your... Just red bubble. <laughs> <laughs> wear, wear my face on your crotch. Oh, dear. So, Josh, you've got a great big gigantic bag there. Is that, <laughs> oh, an, e- is that an EB bag? Uh, yeah, sorry, cool. nothing from EB here, guys. <laughs> I literally this bought it. I bought, so excited. <laughs> I went to EB No yesterday to buy something that I said I would never buy at the price it was at. It was one of those Overwatch Christmas boxes. Oh, like yeah. 60 bucks, and I got it for 20 bucks. Nice. This is like, oh, that's got two wait, Christmas it, Overwatch pops in wait, it. Wait, is that, is that it? So, no, I yeah, just, no. I honestly, I bought it. I went by that today. And the guy's like, covered in red. The guy's like, do you need a bag? I was like, yes, I do for tomorrow. But for those overseas <laughs> listeners, EB Games uh, is similar GameStop. to America's GameStop. Um, they have EB in America. Do they? I thought they had no, GameStop. No, it's in Canada. Sorry. Canada. You know, Canada. No, 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 no. You're a maple leaf. In America, they have EB. I, was, I went to one. Chiwatsui. Mm. What is this? Uh, so as we spoke about last oh, yeah, it was time, last episode, yeah, uh, with my, my, hero. my Hero Academia, I got this gorgeous figure that I couldn't bring because the car decided to be a shit and die. But it's I had to this... walk that day, Josh. Yeah, you did. <laughs> exercise, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, Talking to me about exercise. <laughs> he felt he felt like he was at a um, a Christmas party for um for boot camp. Mm. You had to walk here. You had to walk here. I got oh, she's yeah. gorgeous. Um, it's this really, really cool one eight figure with uh, uh, Tsuya in uh, her, or Froppy in her uh, hero outfit. Is that a tongue? Yeah, it is. That looks it's so removable. shit. Yeah, it Sorry. It's removable, so don't worry. I'm good. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's not. You can have her as normal or whatever, but it's got a really cool... So she's so cute. They've made a few different ones. So this one, because she's like water-based, it has this cool little wave she's riding saying splash. We'll throw some photos up later. Um, you've got one of the other girls who controls like gravity and her one says like float. Um, you've got Deku whose one says like smash. Nothing, because he doesn't have any oh, powers. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> um, Is this actually normal? Funny, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, this looks no. like proper order. Yeah, no, no, nothing, nothing's from EB. This is from Ami Ami, uh, a Jap- Japanese company that I buy all Oh, man, they have some cool shit so, and it's so cheap. Look how boxes come from Japan. Yeah. Honestly. That's crazy. I can't fault the Japanese because, God damn it, I ordered this. Uh, I got an email on the Tuesday saying, oh, your thing is ready for shipping now. Place payment. I was like, I'll do it at work. I did it about midday, one o'clock on the Tuesday. It arrived by Friday, my next day. That's wow. And this year, uh, I had ordered something from two suburbs away. Through Australia Post and didn't turn up for three weeks. So, <laughs> fuck you, Australia. Japanese people got their shit down. Yeah. They well, can send parcels, and they're always packed so yeah. goddamn well. So all, all so so it, you can't see it obviously because it's a podcast. But I've got eight Street Fighter figures up here, and a bunch of the um Bishoju the Bishou yeah, but yeah, Bishoju Street Fighters and a bunch of Bishoju horror ones, and all eight of those and three of the horror ones are all from Army Army, and they all. Came They're schnick. great, eh? My cats love when I get Ami Ami or however you want to say it, orders, because they go, a giant box for us to play in, mm. awesome, and they roll around in the inserts. <laughs> Everybody's shit. happy. 
That's yeah. so cool. And that's I think when you were talking about My Hero Academia, I said that she was my favourite character. She's like a, a female cute version of Toad from the X-Men. She's great. Um, and that's really nice. I, I love the way... I've got to say that... Can you just turn the box around a little bit? Mm. I've got to say that you've got to... Um, just again, one more. It, it, <laughs> the, whenever you see artwork for a Japanese box, there's always an ass shot. Always. It's always like... Here's what her face looks like. She's so cute. Here's what her titties look like. They're so great. Here's her ass. It's so great. You gotta sell figures, man. God love you, Jap- Japan. Every- love everything you do, Japan. It looks yeah. like a Nickelodeon box. When you open that, the front, front three rows are a splash zone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next ones I got are these little lovely little cuposkets. Oh, cuposkets are amazing. And, and it kind of, I think, ties in really well, which is, wasn't planned with Shane and I. Um, with, with Pop Funko, uh, which are great as well. Cause, cause they're about half the price. So Funko's are what well, on average, they're $18.99, $19, $19, $19, $19, $19, $19, $19 bucks a pop. Yeah. yeah uh, oh, I get it. Hey, <laughs> hey. Shane made it funny. Yes. Um, these ones on average about 38, 38 oh, to 40. Yeah. Shit. But to be honest, the detail that goes into these is unparalleled. Very rock candy-esque. Now sort of. I, I've been collecting toys for probably 40 years. <laughs> Collectibles. Right? Um, you give us some old man knowledge. So the, the thing that gets me about toys is I want my toys to be detailed. Um, while I hate image comics with a passion, really I have nothing but respect for Todd McFarlane and what he did to the toy industry in improving the quality of it. Yeah, he's McFarlane. McFarlane, the Halo stuff. Oh, everything. Spawn. Spawn. Anything by him really Ooh, yeah. The Spawn ones, yeah. all of them. Even though I don't like Spawn, the Spawn toys were off the hook. What did you do? Tortured Souls. Yeah, those ones. Are yeah, fucked he up. did Hellraiser. <laughs> yeah. He did a whole pile of horror ones. He does sport ones now, and um, wait, what? Yeah, yeah he, he just did basketball. He just did. Or, he did yeah, yeah, and he's done hockey stuff. and stuff like that. Yeah. The thing I like about my toys is the detail. Now, the thing that you don't realize about these, and this is going to sound a little bit weird, but it's something as a toy collector that I do. If you look up the dresses of these characters. They have. They could have very easily just have made it flat because nobody ever looks at the underneath. Yeah. They have sculpted the petticoats. Um, with the one that's sitting down. There's one of. Is that Belle? Yeah, yeah. Belle. There's one of Belle sitting down on a on a plate. She's drinking a cup of tea and she and she's on a plate. Underneath her, not only is all of her petticoats spread out, her knees are yeah, folded and, her legs and under herself. Her yeah. Yeah. They go to some sick detail. I've got two cuposkets, the Wonder Woman and the Supergirl, just there. Um. Cuposkets actually come from a Japanese company called Banpresto, and Banpresto are better known for making things like the Dragon Ball, the $38 Dragon Ball figures and the One Piece ones and stuff like that. A lot like of that. anime-based stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and this was just more recently they started to do Disney things, and their style, because their aesthetic is the, is the anime aesthetic, it works with Disney so well. They're similar to the, they do the Nendroids as well. Uh, yeah. These ones are a little bit taller, obviously. The Nendroids are little chibi versions that are like, what, two, three inches tall. <laughs> and about 150 uh, bucks yeah, a pop. Really, and these are $38. Really expensive. But yeah, for f- similar, for something that's bigger, just as detailed and just as good, I, I would go these. Yeah, and there's so many of them now too. Like They basically do almost every single costume that the characters wear. They've done, um, I guess, their, their normal outfit, their their princess outfit, yep. and then they've done variants, like, I guess, with pops. They've Standing, done... sitting, slightly different colours. Well, if you're paying 38 bucks a pop, you better be able to look up skirts, am I right, boys? <laughs> am I right? <laughs> oh, God. This is what happens. Shane's drank the whole fridge. <laughs> He's full on point, though. If I'm paying 38 bucks for something, I want to look up at skirt. I'll pay that. Um, yeah, but, but, yeah, they're, they're, they're a great product. I mean, um... 
they're a beautiful product. Um, we sell them at my work and um, they go hand over fist. Like we, every time we get Sounds a new one in, not gonna lie, you, you got like you that. got you got me into them. You uh, you pointed out, I think the I think the Alice it would have been first. They're gorgeous. Uh, yeah. But you didn't have it at t- the time. You would tell me about them. And have you opened this yet? No. Ooh, imagine if I went. Okay. Can cool. I pop it? Yeah, sure. Let me pop it. I'm not. I'm not one of those weirdos like you, you Shane, are. that keeps everything sealed no, up. No, your toys are made like for playing. Do you want a knife? I've got a knife here. Somewhere. Yeah, if you got a knife, I'll just grab a knife. That's not a knife. Uh, <laughs> that's a spoon. They they know we're Australian, Josh. Um, we talk funny like this. See, you played knifey spoony before, you Yanks. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're just sort of trying to pop a pop pop skit. Okay, I've run to the other end of the house and no. I've found a box cutter. I'm going to use it just because I've already opened it. No shame, Swiss Squad Squad later. <laughs> <laughs> cool, so um, what I'm going to do is I'll, we'll, we'll go to one last thing um, while Shane's playing with that. I And we'll take a photo of the Q-Poskets as well and put them on our Instagram feed later on. And my Xbox um, Pops. I picked up a, um, a new bombshell figure. Um, I really like the bombshells. DC had an artist named Aunt Lucia. He redesigned all of the female and some of the male characters from DC Comics into a, like a 1950s, uh, like a 1950s aesthetic. They look like bomber girls, I guess, which is what they call bombshells. Um, I used to have all of them. I must admit that I sold some of them because we moved house and I went from a two-story house to a to an apartment. Didn't have the room, so I sold a bunch of them. But I kept a few of them. I've got like a uh, Harley Quinn as a nurse kissing the Joker. I've got a, a Batgirl you know, like a Halloween costume. I've got a Black Canary as a uh, as a nightclub singer and a Catwoman as a... Uh, well, she's just really sort of sitting on a chair with a cat. That Black Canary is the best uh, one. The Black Canary is the best one. But this one... Now, there's th- things that Justin loves. Like, Shane was talking about stuff that he loves. Things that I love are 1950s style and Big Barter from Mr. Miracle. So this here is the... That was really nice. That's cool. Uh, this this here is the big barter um, version of the bombshells, uh, which is about one hundred and fifty bucks, uh, which is what you'll pay for a DC collectible in general. Um, they've des- redesigned big barter in this case as a nineteen fifties roller derby girl, uh, which suits her perfectly because Barter's known for wearing a gigantic helmet, and in this she's wearing like a helmet. She also has a, a weapon called a mega rod. In the comics, in this, she's carrying a short baseball bat, almost like a... They're called Kosh? Is it a Kosh? You know, it's like, like whatever it is. But she's it's like a, a small... A, 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 small wi- a wiffle bat. A wiffle bat. It's a small baseball bat for be- for bashing. And what it's, the fuck's um, a Kosh? A Kosh. Uh, you know, kosh, that's kosh? a bar, isn't it? Kosh is a... No, uh, Liam Neeson spoke about carrying around a Kosh with him. Yeah, it's, it's like a little leather thing that has a weight in it, and you... Crack people over the heads with it. They call like a blackjack or a flapjack or something. Well, a like flapjack. Yeah. <laughs> You're <laughs> hungry, Shane. <laughs> Beat you to death with a flapjack. <laughs> what a way to go. Um, this is really nice. Uh, one of the things I like about the this is um, done by Tim Miller. Tim Miller's previously mm. sculpted. Um, he's done a really nice black. Wait, are, you talking, are you talking Deadpool Tim Miller? No, no Whoa, different dude, Tim there's Miller. Two Tim Millers. They're, well, and then there's the guy from Apple too. <gasps> Isn't he a Tim Miller as well? Yeah, yes. Tim Cook. Tim Cook. Oh, okay. So no, um, but Tim Miller has done like a really nice Jean Grey statue and stuff. That he he really knows how to do Jean Grey. Jean Grey, <laughs> Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Um, That's he... a kosh. Sorry, guys. Okay, yeah. So it's, it's sort like of a, it's like a mini yeah. mace. So it's kind yeah. of like a kosh that she's got. 
Um, the thing I like about this is that they didn't just paint the stockings on. They're actually like a Holy thin shit, fishnet. Holy shit, they are too, yeah. And, and <gasps> it's actually, yeah, it's actually fishnet on so her legs. Trying to pull the down. Yeah. <laughs> perverted. Really cool character. I, I, I love Big Barter. Big Barter's like the closest that DC have to a She-Hulk. And, and She-Hulk's always been a favourite of mine from Marvel, so... Where are you going to put it? Um, yeah, that's an excellent question. Um... Shane's just having a look at my cabinet that are basically filled and I don't know where it's going to go. I'll, I, I'll take the Joker statue. <laughs> <laughs> it'll it'll probably be... Need to buy a bigger house again. I need to buy a bigger house again, yeah. I think what will happen is um, the Catwoman will go down and yeah. she'll go there. Because there's the, the next one of these that's coming out is actually of Lady of Death. Oh. Of the, and they've done her as a 1950s Angel of Death style nurse. Like a serial killing nurse. What, euthanizing people? Yeah, she's oh, really? she's wearing a like a traditional nurse outfit. She's all done in black and white, and she's holding the only bit of color in the statue is she's holding a syringe that's got green fluid in it. That's really cool. Huh, cool. Um, so she'll probably she'll that that'll probably do it for me with those ones. But um, when, when as soon as they said big barter, I was like, yep, thank you, and I pre-ordered that. You fry. I Take my money. From, yeah, basically What's pre-ordered that from uh, Zing in Sydney, um, and it's. Pretty damn cool. She's gorgeous. Gorgeous. She's angry. She's so angry. She's so angry and hateful. Heavy? Is it weighted? Um, yeah, she's... The bases on these are really heavy. Um, she's probably not that heavy. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll take some photos of all of this stuff and we'll put it up on the Instagram feed so you can uh, have a look at that. Um, I think we're done with our toys, aren't we, boys? I think it's time to get to the big business of Suicide Squad. Are we, are we ready? Yeah. Are ready? Josh, Josh is looking very angry, so I think we're going to hear some stuff about Suicide Squad, so... We'll be back after this small noise. Yeah. Right, so here we are. We are going to have a little bit of a chat about our film of this particular episode. Shane's proudly holding up a Jared Leto Joker who has damage written across his forehead. We, of course, are talking about Suicide Squad. Um, a, an odd choice for DC to do as a film, to say the least. Um, Suicide Squad was based on a... a DC comic team that first appeared in The Brave and the Bold in 1959, issue 25 it was. Um, the original Suicide Squad was created by Robert Kaniger, who's best known for, he sort of took over Wonder Woman after Moulton Marston, William Moulton Marston gave up writing Wonder Woman. So um, that's a, a little bit of uh, a, a nice bit of um, good, proper, comic-y sort of stuff there. And it was drawn by Ross Andrew, Ross Andrew... Um, everybody should know co-created the Punisher. So like you want to talk about you want to talk about uh, uh, pedigree, you know, to have those two. Um, but that that comic wasn't like Suicide Squad is now. That comic was more like Champions of the Unknown or Sea Devils or one of those. It was about um, four people who went on adventures. Um, their adventures were quite dangerous. Um, one of the people in that was a army guy named Rick Flag who we end up finding in the revamp of the Suicide Squad, which was done in the 80s by John Ostrander. Ostrander. It was uh, 1986. Um, So the the Suicide Squad was one of the relaunch titles that came off the back of the Legends series, which was the tidy up of the DC universe after Crisis on on Infinite Earths. Um, I think a lot of people after Crisis were like, well, we've had all of these multiple Earths. What's going on now? When Crisis tied them all together into all of those little pieces of cotton into one big thick piece of rope to make them one world, I think people were going, okay, we don't know how all of our stuff fits in together. So there were some new titles and there were some old titles that were revamped. Um, I have to say that some of the best Superman comics ever made from this, in the history of Superman, was John Byrne's action comics. Um, Stunning art, 
dumb stories. It was like um, it was like sort of Marvel team up with Spider Man and the Hero of the Month, um, and it was Superman, Hawkman, Superman, and Big Barter, Superman, and Mister Miracle, Superman, and whoever. Um, but the stories were always really cool, and, and John Byrne's art's amazing. Um, so uh, this film was based on the popularity of the more modern day Suicide Squad, um, utilizing characters like Harley Quinn. Um, who's become a, a favourite and like there is not a comic convention you can go to now where you won't see 50 or 60 Harley Quinns aged from 4 to 84. Um, the, uh, the regular um, flash bad guy Captain Boomerang also had the Enchantress who was seen in that original comic by Ostrander. Um, the Batman villain Deadshot. Um, El Diablo, but this is an El Diablo who's not like the previous two El Diablos. Chato Santana. Yeah, so the first El Diablo, El Diablo, if I remember correctly, was a Wild West comic, um, and the second one was I think about the mid eighties. Lazarus Kane, his name. Lazarus was. Kane, yeah. yeah. Um, so there was that guy. Um, we've got Killer Croc. Um, have, another... have fun saying that name. Killer. Krilla Cock. I mean, Killer Croc. No, the guy, the guy who plays him. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, get yeah. out and stuff. <laughs> I can't say that name. He's, from, he's from Oz, yeah. so I know my shit. Adewale. Yep. Akinoye. Agbaje. He's from The Mummy Returns. He is too. Yeah. He's, um, and then Katama, who's who was played by Karen Fukuhara, Sorry. and Slipknot, who was kicking wing. Adam Beach, son of a bitch. They changed his name to kicking ass. Kicking ass. I would. Um, so basically what, what, what our story we got from this film was is that um, the, the basic plot um, is that in the wake of the um, absolute clusterfuck of the, in Metropolis of the fight between Superman and Zod where cities destroyed, people are dead everywhere, um, an intelligence officer named Amanda Waller who's played by Viola Davis mm-hmm. um, and she played brilliantly too, I might add. Um, she suggests that... The government needs to be ready to fight against what potentially could be another Superman issue. Um, and so she's decided to grab these people that I've mentioned earlier. Um, played also like the Harley Quinn was uh, Margot Robbie. Um, Captain Boomerang was Jai Australian Courtney. Jai Courtney. Enchantress was Carla Delevingne. And I'm sure that we're all going to have a lot to talk about Cara Delevingne's appearance. Um, and um, here he comes, the man in black, Will Smith, as Deadshot. Uh, in addition to Rocks Hernandez, um, Akabaga, uh, uh, Kenoye, Ajbaje, let's just call him Dave. Um, <laughs> and so, so basically, she decided to create a supergroup to fight against uh, the, the next problem. I guess, the next right? problem, yeah. The, the next, the next Superman that turns up on the planet. Um, basically, they're all kept under control by a, a bomb device that's in their necks. Um, and if anybody fucks up, they activate the bomb, blows their, their head off. Um, which is, there's better ways to leave a job. That's a pretty good motivation to do, to, yeah. uh, to not do the wrong thing. Yeah, well, yeah. Get, to get motivated by head is not the first thing that I've ever heard. So, how to pronounce his name is R-D-W-A-L-E-R, Ki-Nu-Yi-Ag-Bahi. Let's just call him Dave. Well, I, yeah. Do you know what's funny? It's, it gives you a prompt, but it's fucking harder to say it when you're trying to. I had a friend at school whose last name was Theodora Coppolis, and she said that she learned how to spell other words before her last name. No shit. Because she could never learn... Her, her, she signed her name as Theos because she never learned how to spell her last name properly. Anyway, um, so the unfortunate thing for the Suicide Squad is that the Enchantress is uh, a fucked up unit. And basically, um, the only way that... Uh, 
that uh, Amanda Waller has kept her under control is by by basically having her heart. She manages to get it back and also unleashes her brother, um, who uh, Incubus is the name of that character. I can't remember the name of the actor who played him, unfortunately. Um, but Incubus, Incubus and her decide that in this world of machines that they will create a machine that will destroy everything. And so she starts casting this big spell that's starting to destroy the city. In the meantime... The Suicide Squad are activated and they are employed to extract um, a vital thing from the city where all this is happening. When they get there, they find out that the vital thing that they needed to extract was Walla herself. And of course, because they're smack bang in the middle of the city, uh, they come head to head with the Enchantress. And so the, uh, the big old fight begins. Um... It's a. I have to say that I really like this film. Um, there's an amazing interview by Wired magazine. Uh, sorry, a review by Wired magazine where they say that that Suicide Squad is the movie that 2016 deserved. Um, if you look at the Marvel heroes up to that point, um, there's no such thing as a character called the Punisher anymore in the Marvel universe because in the movie universe, everybody just kills. There, there is good guy or bad guy, you kill. There, there is no, this is my high ground, I'm not going to kill. So the Suicide Squad came along at a time where it was like, there's no line between good guys and bad guys anymore. If you look at Tony Stark, Tony Stark is basically just Lex Luthor. Yeah, he's, you, got, if, he's got more hair. He's got more, he's got more he's got hair. But, but, more but hair. If, you, if, you have a, if you have a look at the movie version of Tony Stark, he um, wants things his own way. He uh, is using a suit of armour to get his own way and um, selfish, self-indulgent, blah, blah, blah. The good guys are the bad guys. So, so there's really the lines no are very blurred. Th- th- I, I don't believe there's a line anymore. I, I think that it's just you've got people who are motivated by whether or not they want to see good people hurt or whether or not they want to see bad people hurt. And that's what it comes down to. Um, interesting thing I find about this particular movie... Uh, is that they've called the movie Suicide Squad, but from what I understand is that suicide is the act of killing oneself. If Waller's forcing them into... Uh, sorry, I left over a bit of lunch, just appeared in my mouth. Nice. Um, if, uh, if Waller's forcing them into doing something, they're not committing suicide, they're being murdered, so they should really be called Murder Squad. Murder Squad. Murder squad. Um, uh, well, the, the context in which uh, Deadshot mentions it later is like, we're your own suicide squad. We're, we're, we're here to do the job and then to disappear and not get thanked for the work. So I, I get it. That's still that. not suicide. But then, yeah, it's still like, he kind of proves that exact point. He's like, well, you I just think it's, of... I think it's one of those, like, we're going on a, like an impossible mission, like the Kobayashi Maru. Well, the, the, well, the comics are named that, so we better call it the same thing. Well, the interesting thing about it is, though, and this, this is what I find particularly interesting about this film, is that that suicide is an act of self-destruction. When Waller has created this team, she has put a team member in there who causes almost the destruction of the team. So the squad is actually committing suicide because one of its units is actually breaking off and doing her own thing. So it's not actually the individuals are committing suicide. It's like, as a squad, they're committing suicide because of that one person. Now, um, gee, I don't know where to, who to go to first because I've got a couple of questions that I want to ask you guys. And I think that... Josh, you being the, the Marvel guy, that I should ask you what you think doesn't quite work in this film. But Shane, I might start with you. What do you think does work in this film? I mean, Suicide Squad had a rocky... Like, we, we've heard of editing problems. There's some massive weird things, like um, 
the Joker appears in this film and deactivates Harley Quinn's neck bomb, but she later on, when Rick Flagg, who's the guy in charge of the, the mobile group, when he breaks off, she still checks for that thing. Like there's, so, so there's some shit editing. There, there's a, a lot of problems in this film. But Shane, what, what do you think does work in this movie? What, what do you think makes The Suicide Squad? Alright, so... I was hyped for this movie. This movie came out in 2016, a few months after BBS, which I still maintain is a fucking great Batman film. I was watching this trailer every single day, three or four times a day. I was posting this on social media, how good it was going to be. All the, like just seeing the Joker in the trailer, seeing mm-hmm. the, all the soundtracks, Bohemian Rhapsody, um, like Ball Imagine Ball, Dragons as well. Ball, yeah, Ball, yeah. As well. yeah, Ballroom Blitz, Imagine Dragons, um, all, all of it. And when I finally saw it with Nat in, um, I think it was August. Yeah, it was it. yeah, early August. Um, it was everything, you know, it was everything I, I, like I was promised in the trailer. It had a very well-cut trailer. I did very much enjoy it. And I remember watching the trailer probably as much as you, going, this looks really cool. There there was nothing in that trailer which made me believe that I was going to get more or less of what I saw was in those trailers. Maybe the Joker was put in a bit too much, like, in the trailer, but we'll come to that. But everything I was promised in this was great. And I think this movie works on the fact that the cast connect in such a way. So, David Ayer who was the director, mm-hmm. if you want to say A-R-A-R. A-R. Yeah. I've seen him in three... Main, he's done three main movies that I really enjoy. So he's done End of Watch, he's done Fury, mm-hmm. and he's okay. done Suicide Squad. Yep. What I connect about all three of these movies, End of Watch is about two cops who are best friends. Um, they know everything about each other, they have each other's back. The story might not be as strong as somebody would think it would be, but the fact that those two connect on such a way that they end up, one of them ends up sacrificing himself for his best friend. Yep. Fury is about a group of, um, a group of World War II um, tanker fighters who in the last um, ditch effort in World War II, towards the, uh, like the end of it, are trying to still um, snuff out the, the enemy. And it's not so much about the story, it's about their camaraderie and, the, and like their bond as you know, trying to save each other. Suicide Squad. The story might be clunky, but you need to admit that the characters in this movie, that's what makes it special. Yep. You know, um, how Harley Quinn um, like, like engages with people, how, how Deadshot and Rick Flagg engages, how the Joker is in this movie. This movie works because of the characters we get given. The story might be clunky from here to there, which it fucking definitely is. There, is a lot, there are a lot of holes in this movie. But the fact that these characters is what... I think this is what he wants to build on most... Unfortunately, some of his stories might not be the greatest, but his character design and revelations throughout this whole film is great. So, so it, it seems to be a coming together through uh, an act that's going to be almost nihilistic. Like they're 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 people who are, are doomed, and this is like that they've got to find a way to connect. And that's what I mean. All three, that's even the harder goal. All, these are people who would never. All three, normally all three of these movies show it. So I think he's 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 wanting to tell um, a story through characters is great and. Um, yeah, I feel like maybe the trailer built up a bit too much about the story, but I know definitely know they got the characters right. Yeah. So that's how that's it's in my way. That's what I think David Ayer was trying to do to us. Yeah, there's 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 an, a really nice not just character aesthetic, but there's a really nice physical aesthetic to the film as well. It, it's a very attractive film. I I have no doubt that if you look at the if you look at when Ragnarok came out that they were looking at the visuals and the soundtrack, maybe. Well, I mean, Suicide Squad exists because of Guardians of the Galaxy. 
I think it's funny because all this stuff interconnects and it's not like this is better than that or, yeah. or I'm only this and I'm only that. Because I think you get, yeah, you get Guardians came out first um, and then you got bits of elements of that taken to Suicide Squad and then you got elements of that taken to Thor and they just, this works, this didn't work and, yeah. and they, then they just keep, and, and it's the same with any, if you're into comic books, they've done stories to death, they've done hundreds, yeah. thousands, millions of stories. You can only do so much, so... It's There's like, going to be things that overlap with other brands yeah. and titles. I, I think that if, if a visual aesthetic or an aesthetic has a volume, is that Guardians of the Galaxy was sitting on like about a four. And then... And that was okay. That was easy listening and Guardians is a fun movie to watch. I think Suicide Squad went... We like the, 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 the sound aesthetic and the basically the fact of selling characters that people like norms not nerds that norms don't know because that's a hard thing to sell to say to somebody here's a superhero movie that doesn't have batman or spider-man in it and people go well who are they i don't know like norms don't know who they are um so they had to sell that and the best way to sell that is by adding pop music to it yeah you can sell anything with pop music that's why pop music's popular um and i think guardians took that up to eight they turned it up to eight and they went, this is the same thing as that, but we've made it louder and more aggressive and we've made it more purple and more green and more pink. And we've also added more of an 80s sort of a, uh, an 80s neon loudness to it as well. And, and, and we've made it MTV generation aggressive and, and all of that sort of stuff. And then Ragnarok went, oh, come at me, bro. And they've turned it up to fucking 26 ACDC. and then just, and broke it. Yeah. Um, Ragnarok will be another episode that will be a one where Justin just sits here crying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it, it, there's a there's a, a timeline there. Yeah, uh, I think that the um, I think the backstories were very necessary, and I think it was good that they did it. Um, you know, this isn't you know this isn't a, a a Batman or Superman film where you know yeah we know that Batman's parents were killed in Crime Alley. Yeah, we know that Superman was is from a doomed alien planet. We know that Spider Man got bitten by a radioactive spider. A lot of people who don't know these characters or read the comic books, you know, like me and you, for example, Justin, they don't know what um, Boomerang's backstory is. They don't know Diablo's backstory. They don't know Deadshot's backstory. So it was good that they sort of um, did that little dossier thing about, you know, yeah, yeah that was very Jeff Johns. And I was really, glad, oh, yeah. I, was, I was really glad to see that in the opening scene. Um, even when it said Harley Quinn is accomplice to the murder of Robin. Yeah, and it's a yeah. shame that we're never going to see that sort that, of story yeah. now. Yeah, well, I don't know if they were thinking about, well, you know, were they putting that as Jason Todd? You know, which which Robin were they referring mm. to? So that's always an interesting thing to debate upon. Is this after the fact that Robin was, like, Jason Todd was dead? Is this Nightwing? You know, but if it was Jason Todd, I'm like, well, she wasn't really there for that. But, well, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. If we tie in the, the Titans TV show on Netflix at the moment, that's Dick Grayson broken off. Was Jason Todd the Robin that was killed after him? That's like, true. Like, was he he'd taken on the mantle of Robin and gone to another city and there was still a Robin in Gotham? Who knows? Well, you know we'll Jason, Jason Todd's in, in Titans. Yeah, he yeah. becomes... But not as Robin, though. As Red Hood. No, he's Robin. What? In Titans. No? He, he, he's, 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 he's still working with Batman in Titans. I didn't realise that. Jason, I, I it's Jason Todd. Yeah, yeah Nightwing's, Nightwing's gone right now. He's still Robin, though. He's, he's, not, the, he's, he's a little dickhead. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a prick. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, he, he's, yeah. Just, he's just very psyched to meet... Um, he's very psyched to meet Nightwing. Oh, no, sorry. The only time that Jason Todd's ever worked for me was um, when he was, got crowbarred. No, <laughs> that that was, <laughs> yeah. that worked. Yeah. But no, the um, the Red Hood and the Outlaws, where he created his own little mini version of the Justice League using um, I think Artemis was his Wonder Woman, Artemis, and yep. um, yep. uh, Bizarro was his Superman. <laughs> like what a comic! 
What oh, a con- a and he was the Batman. Such a kick in Batman's face as well, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the, the rest is about cast, but I'll wait till we get, yeah, cool. get through that. Let, 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 so Josh, is, I'm sure, has got a few things. Josh isn't a fan, much of a fan of this film. So, um, what, okay, what? Let, let's let's knock that on its head right Fucking away. Even. I, I, I was tasked with let's, looking at the things that don't work with this film. And there are things that work in this film. There's things I enjoyed in this film. But sitting down having to then pick it apart... Um, it's not something we usually do. We're yeah. usually we're talking about the, the positives, but this is something that I was like, okay, I'll watch the extended cut and we'll, we'll roll with that and see what happens. So, this is such a divisive film that I really wanted to hear what Shane, being the pro-DC guy, was going to say about mm. it and what, what you as the, the pro-Marvel guy... Because, because Shane's never Shane, Shane's going to say it's got its faults, but isn't actually going to pick on them. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm going to um, name them now. And <laughs> yeah, so, we'll so it, 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 it was better that you sat down. Unfortunately for you, it meant that you watched Super Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad far more many times than what you ever would have planned to. I, I, sat, there for, <laughs> <laughs> I sat there for the two hours and three minutes it was, and, and it took me longer. Extended like I, cut? Yeah, the extended cut. I didn't think that needed to be said, did it? And We're all fucking watching the extended cut, weren't we? And I watched both. You know what? Ooh. I'll be honest. The extended cut made some things better, but at the same time, it also made some things worse. Okay. Um, which, which is usually not something you'd go for with the extended cut. Usually, mm. it's meant to be more detailed. But I'll start with something just off the top of my head that I thought failed with this film is how many members of the Suicide Squad do you initially have? You've got about ten members of the squad. If we're going to rat- rattle them off, what you got? Deadshot. Deadshot. Harley Quinn. Harley. Yep. Um, Killer Croc. Killer Croc. Captain Diablo. Boomerang, yep. Diablo, so yep. that's five. Yep. We're at Slipknot with six. Uh, We're at uh, Enchantress. Enchantress being Kitana. seven. Katana. Katana. You've got Flag. 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 And Deadshot. Deadshot. You've got, got ten, ten, you, ten, you got ten yeah. members, right? I never, never noticed That's that. already double. That's like seven. No, you got <laughs> ten no, members, weird. right? You already got double than what they had in Guardians. And I'm not comparing it directly to that, just in terms of numbers. Five versus ten. In the same length of movie, you've got to fit in, and exactly to that, you've got to fit in 10 different origin stories for people to connect with, for these characters that people have no idea who, or yep. the normies, um, so they go, oh yeah, I can relate to that person. Otherwise, you're going to have Age of Ultron, Quicksilver, meh, don't care if they die, live, whatever happens. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Pietro. Um, I, I, I kind of think, though, that maybe that's the point. Like, you didn't, they didn't give a Slipknot origin, and so like, the second that it, they give, finished everybody's origins, you're like, oh, Slipknot's dead. The guy that can cloud but- anything. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's exactly the problem. You had, um, if I'm completely honest, you had uh, a film where this film wasn't Suicide Squad. This was a... Joker spin-off movie. It was not a Joker with, spin-off movie, dude. With no fuck off. It was not a Joker movie. <laughs> That's bullshit. You had a Joker movie. With How Harley was it a Joker Quinn. movie? That movie was very heavily centralized on How backstory was... for Harley Quinn and Joker, along with Deadshot thrown in, which ties into Batman. Cool. But basically, all the other Suicide Squad members didn't really get a detailed origin. Did you time how long he was in that movie? For who? Joker. Joker. How, probably, how, how long was his whole thing he in was, that? He was probably in at the same length Iron Man was in Homecoming, which was probably about eight to nine minutes. Sorry. And that, was, that wasn't a joke. That wasn't an Iron Man movie, was but, it? But having said that, how much of that film did he affect? That's what I'm trying to get That's at. A, he, he, he was, 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 was more centralised. Blame the trailers for that. Yeah. yeah. He was more centralised or made more important than people like Katana, Fair Not Slip Top. Didn't really get much. He was in it to push Harley Long in the mission. She yeah. wasn't going to go further until she knew that he was going to go pick her up. 
There's definitely people like Killer Croc, Katana, I feel like got definitely shafted off to the oh, side. Katana's so good though. Um, yeah. In the extended cut, you actually get to see her face. Cool. The spirit sword, dude. She had the soul sword. And she's tiny as well. Mm, she's so little. Yeah. 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 Shane's whispering she's so hot. Um, <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> yeah. Gonna put on a mask. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's looking at me intently going, She's so my anniversary this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, into some roleplay. Yeah. But yes, yeah, she is. She's very cute. Yeah, that, that's what oh. I'm getting at. You've got double the cast, and I think the movie was very much disjointed into. Let's pick the favorites. Like Harley Quinn has become an iconic pop culture icon. Let's give her a lot of backstory. Let's give Deadshot, honestly, probably because it was Will Smith cast as yeah, him. Yeah, um, A lot of story. Uh, Jared Leto's Joker who was very much up in the air and Jared Leto or, or any any person who's gone to them play the Joker has always been given flack and every Joker has been unique and different which I like and I, th- I thought he did a great role but I, I liked the Joker more in this because I was like he's got more to work with yeah agree. He, he definitely had a lot more in this movie than I felt like you had 50 seconds worth of Katana backstory timing and I'm like wow that wasn't a lot yeah uh, in this movie you got but hey um, I thought Joel Kinnaman's Rick Flag did a great job of fucking like narrating their backstories this is Katana yeah, uh, yeah. She, she traps the victims like souls in a sword I, I suggest not getting killed by her he's got that voice too. Yeah. he's got that sort of Clint Eastwood I thought, I thought it was good the way he did that yeah. Um, but you saw Diablo's backstory like an hour and you a half. Gotta, you, got, you saw his backstory an hour and a half into the movie. At the ver- yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. By then, you, you're like... Oh, I thought Jay Hernandez as, as Diablo was And you know what? I, I feel like you only got that backstory. And we got very lucky with that backstory. You only got that so that when Enchantress is throwing him under a spell, he's like, nah, I've already lost all this. This can't be legit. And he's the one who snaps out of it. Yeah. You don't have Deadshot. You don't have Harley Quinn snapping out of it. You have him going... Well, this is this is what I want, but I know it's not real because it's already gone. So it's about motivations, isn't it? Mm. I mean, um, Harley's motivation is she wants that perfect relationship that she's never going to get. Deadshot wants that perfect relationship with his daughter that he's never going to get. He had it. He's the only one that's lost it. The other ones haven't achieved it. He had it and lost it, so he gets it. He's the only one that gets it. When it comes out of it, he's the least human member of the Suicide Squad, but yet the Diablo most human as well. As well. He, he had his family and stuff as well. He lost that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that... Like, uh, Boomerang's uh, never had that. Um, I, think he, I think he wants that. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. Boomerang just hap- is happy just causing a ruckus. Yeah, yeah. Let's play Mahjong with me and Anna. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. What, what really got me as well is, is I like that they started with Amanda Waller's description of why Task Force X. I would have been way more... Happy with the movie if it was called maybe Task Force X, to be honest. Agree. And Suicide Squad. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the, the problem with that is X. XXX. If you had have called it Task Force X, people would have gone, oh, is this a Marvel movie? They would have mm. thought it was, um, oh, this Wolverine's going to be in this. Is that porn? Who knows? I, I, thought, um, she, I thought she was <laughs> eating that steak with a really big knife and fork. Yeah. yeah. She likes it rare Com- too. Comically big. <laughs> I'm cool with that. She's... I always thought Oprah Winfrey should have been a. Um, yeah, you get a suicide yeah. squad. You get a yeah. suicide. You get a bomb. You get a bomb. <laughs> you get a nano bomb. Um, no, uh, like I, I like that they explained really briefly, but at the same time, in enough detail that you get. Okay, I understand why the squad's getting formed. It makes sense because they are like, if 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 Superman wasn't a good guy, we would have had a big problem on our hands, guys. Um, on that, mm-hmm. without the Enchantress. There is no story. There, there is no story. There's no movie. <laughs> Without the Enchantress, um, if the, so the Suicide Squad still exists at the end of this film, 
How good are those people at fighting against Superman? If Superman goes, they're not. Again? There is two metahumans in that whole team. Maybe three would kill a croc. Is it doesn't Di- matter? Is Diablo going to kill Superman with fire? No. no. Is Killer Croc like the Superman problem isn't solved with yeah. those and people? Yeah, and that's and, what and maybe that, that, that was a gripe of the movie. It's just like you know you have um you got Diablo and you got Enchantress and maybe Killer Croc as your metahumans. Sorry, tell a lie, Harley Quinn maybe. Because he might use his X-ray vision and look through those shorts. Damn! Get yeah. Deadshot, maybe shooting kryptonite at him. Right in his eye. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the big gripes of the movie is the fact that you know how are these guys going to take out a fucking Superman without Enchantress? In, like in, because Superman's so susceptible to magic without Enchantress, they're useless. Bring in Zatanna. What you said as well about Zatana. the, um, I guess you get their origin dossiers, uh, dossiers as well files. You also get how Captain Boomerang gets caught by the Flash. Great little cameo. Really as well. cool. I really did like it. You got uh, dead. Have you shot. ever been caught by the Flash? It's not cool. Trust me. Yeah. It hurts. So and my neck's broken. So much, um, <laughs> so much for honor among thieves, eh? Yeah. You got dead shot getting uh, stopped by Batman. Let's talk about that for one minute. How fucking Batman animated series that was when he just swoops out of the yeah. sky with the bat cuffs. Yeah. So good. Also a huge problem. Now and Shane's looking at me like, "Fuck, man!" Like. Why, was it Why did Justin give you this to talk about? Because I'm shitting on everything. You've already introduced two of the Justice League or individual Batman, Flash, cool in the story. They exist in this timeline. That's cool, no problem. Where the hell are they during all this bullshit? You're telling me Batman, Superman, Superman's dead. Fair enough. Batman's alive. Flash is alive, even if he's. Just being a kid, running around, doing whatever. And he didn't want to be the Flash he, either. He wasn't the yeah. Flash in those days. He was just... He was just a speedster. Yeah. Cool. Um, I don't know about Victor Stone. Is I, he made well, at he this was point or not? Staying, he, he, he might have been Cyborg, but he would have been keeping under wraps. It, it would have been very close to Fair him. enough. Yeah. Yeah. You've got it, Diana. It would, have been, would it, it would have just been him still on the board like it was in... Um, yeah. And that, that's fine. So let's there. take them off the board. But I know for a fact you've got Wonder Woman and Batman. You're telling me that they didn't get involved in... Any of this, but isn't this a comic problem? Isn't this always a comic oh, it problem? Always is. What, why is it? Why is Spider- why don't the Avengers always turn up to these small town? Yeah, you've got to make a villain that's strong enough for the character at the time, but not so strong that then the rest of them would come running. Look, look at Spider Man in his early days fighting the like the Enforcers. Mm. There were just three guys. Like, there was what a guy who had a bullwhip, a guy who had a rope, and a guy who had a gun. Why didn't he just go? Oh, hi, Avengers. This is Spider Man. I've got these guys that I can't beat. Can you come and fuck up their shit? Yeah, and I, I, yeah. <laughs> Thor on on, on yeah. the headset going. He's beating me at Fortnite. No, Yay, merrily, man, Spider! I shall be there promptly. I really, I really think that's something that needs to be sort of taken out of the equation when it comes to this comic book stuff. Because as Justin said, you know, if this did happen, comic book com- comic books wouldn't exist. No problem. Uh, yeah. I think it would have been okay. I would have been more okay with it if I didn't see Flash directly catch one of them in Batman stop another. Fair if enough. they'd been caught another way, or just hey, we tracked him knowing that he was doing bad stuff. And we threw him in jail, and we caught him robbing a bank. That's it. They're in yeah. jail. They're in. They're in Arkham. Oh, sorry, not Arkham. Okay, fl- fl- I'll, I'll give you the Flash. Yeah, if if the Flash is costumed up and he's costumed doing, up, he has he's costumed costume. up and doing his business, so he's up to something. But, but Batman's low level. Yeah, I'm pretty like, sure. Like pretty, sure Batman, was, uh, pretty sure Batman has a deal with Amanda Waller that he doesn't get involved. Yeah, sorry, the the world's ending. I'm not getting involved. No, nah, you're Batman getting involved. What's Batman Fuck, who knows? I don't know. Throw money at it. Like, like, Justice League, what was his job? He brought Superman back to life, essentially. That that was what he did. And and he told people his superpowers. He told him to run really fast at the mother box. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he did. uh, (laughs) These are just smaller things that got me. The Martha box. (laughs) Martha. Martha. I had a guy guy at my place of work yard to his partner. 
um, Martha yesterday, and it just no. made me die from across the store. You didn't message uh, me, dude. I, I, I called you that day. You weren't at work. Sorry, dude. Um, you need to work seven days a week. And you didn't um, grab him by the scruff of his neck and go, what did you say? What did you, you say? Stab <laughs> did you stab him on the kryptonite spear? Yeah, yeah he threw it at Yeah, him. he did. Um, yeah, what really... Uh, small little things that got me as well. So Harley's intro when... She got a pretty detailed one, which I liked. Uh, but she describes literally... She's more fearless than the Joker himself. And that exact scene that's playing is then her screaming her head off terrified as Joker drives into a lake. Like into off the off the bridge. Because she the can't car. swim, she said it. Yeah, I know, but you're I'm literally saying you. she's more fearless than the Joker, and then you're showing her with fear. It just seemed like a really bad time. That's a weird juxtaposition. Yeah, I, I, I agree that with moment. that. That's a clunky juxtaposition. But have, um, have her killing someone or, or Joker being like, no, let's not kill him. And her being like, nuts, stuff this. And, I, I think, I think if, you, if you look at it this way, though, he's driving and she's just shooting that rhino pistol through the and roof. And she's also the one that put her, put her foot on the gas pedal. Yeah. And, and so. in the extended version, you see her when she's chasing the Joker and she, side, she sideways that bike and then skateboards it. Just like the Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. And that's like, what I mean. Like, you get so. that great moment where I'm like, she's that. And then I'm like... But she's like, she's I love like that scene. Maybe she's completely, of water? Maybe she's completely fearless. No, but I love that scene where yeah. like the Joker's coming at her in the in the Lamborghini, and she's just standing near the road, and yeah. he's like, "Fuck, you're a pain in the ass." Yeah. <laughs> well, even if they said, and then they had their weakness, and be like, "Oh, but she can't swim," and then you have that, and then that moment of, "Oh, she's she not, she's not Jason Voorhees, dude." Well, no, ma- not maybe at the end, maybe at the end when they show her in her cell, she doesn't just have a coffee machine and a book and her slippers. She's got like a bronze swimming certificate hanging up on the wall. <gasps> Oh my god, that was so good, dude. That, that's comic book toy. shit. So that's comic book shit right there. Like like master, master and scuba diving yeah. or something like that. Or or how to swim for dummies. How to swim for dummies. Fuck, bring us in. Bring us in. I uh, already mentioned about the whole um, Captain Boomerang getting caught by Flash and him just running off and like he's obviously helping out the police or doing whatever, but then he bailed. So Justice League kind of just bailing on that, I guess. End of the world crisis. You'd think that'd help, but for the sake of the movie being the movie, yeah, you can't have them involved. So fair enough. Um, Killer Croc getting brought down by a taser made me laugh. I'm sorry. His intro is being caught because he got tasered. Just made me laugh, and I didn't. Uh, yeah, care. I, I guess it sort of defeats the purpose of him having like this hard exterior. It does seem to be a. You see people shoot him later, and it just bounces off him, and I'm like, yeah, but he also gets punched out by the fucking Batman a million times in the comic books. Ha- having, having, having said that, though, like Kevlar isn't knife resistant, so he could have bullets. <laughs> We're could... going into Lucius Fox's ah, but <laughs> you can you can stab somebody wearing a Kevlar vest, and the knife will go through. But bullets won't because I feel like they're here all day picking these little things. Here. <laughs> I got told it's his this job. job. It's his job. Um, he had one job, and that as was soon it. as as soon as I know we weren't getting an intro for Slipknot, I was like, I don't care anything about him in this movie now because I know he's going to die. He's going to be the first one yeah. to kick it, and I this is <laughs> kicking me. Yeah, and then he died have anyway. You, have you seen the Sultan Arkham? The animated movie? Is so, it? like, it's exactly the same when KG Beast got taken down. Yeah. yeah, and what a thing to do to KG Beast too. I thought King Shark should have been in this one. Yeah, that was so good. What, what really got me in the extended cut as well, right? So you've got uh, Enchantress releasing her brother, going to commit the, um, I guess, the, her crime. She's pissed that the world is absorbed in machine. She's going to make some sort of machine, which wasn't really given context as to what the Not going to lie, you did. I'm not going to be able to put much light on what yeah. the fuck um, she's trying to do. It was a big bunch of, I guess, swirling metal or something in the sky. I don't really know what was going on. She had laser beams coming from the sky, destroying satellites and stuff. But apart from that, I'm like, I got no idea. I don't know. I'm looking for you guys for that. But 
None of us know. Uh, yeah, no, know. None of us know. I mean, essentially... If you do comment, let us the, know. The, 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 the thing with, um, with the Enchantress being the villain in this is that what you have is a piss-weak villain from the comics who wears black pants, a green pirate shirt, and a great big gigantic floppy hat, who is nowhere near as powerful as what she appears to be in this film. And then you've got... You hire a young model like Cara Delevingne, and it's like, let's get her wearing as least as we possibly can... And let, let's look at it. The two things that she wears in that, she wears sexy librarian outfit and she wears practically nothing. And she has and, a seizure the whole time. And and, and so what... Yeah, basically. So why are they... They're not hiring her for her acting ability. No, they're hiring, they're, they're hiring her for, for the, her uh, profile and they're hiring her for, her, for hotness and her, her eyebrows get a special mention in the credits. Did you notice that? <laughs> Um, Eyebrows by macrame. Oh, fuck <laughs> Shit. Alright, I think we need to just push on, man, because you're going to be on this fucking page. No, no, no. What, what other tortures have you got for us? Um, no, so the, what I was saying about that is her, her, she's released. Um, she, her, her whole weakness, I guess, is her heart, right? Yeah. She's like, we'll stab the heart. Wall has already stabbed the heart, killing her essentially. She rocks up to her brother being like, yo, save me. He does some magic and she's suddenly all good again. Yeah. What the fuck was the point of the heart? Why was she worried yeah. about that? Oh, God. Um, it, it, it's one of those awful... When, when you do a... I did a screenwriting course many years ago, and it's one of those things that you don't establish a rule and then break it. One of the reasons why I hate Inception is because it establishes a rule of you cannot die when you're in a dream. Oh, unless you're in a dream within a dream, and then you can die. Then you can die, yeah. And, and it's like, fuck off. You've already told us that, like, how does that work? That's dumb. Blade Nolan suckers, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, that point with her and her brother, up until then, being like, cool, we'll make this machine... Co- the team, the Suicide Squad or Task Force X, haven't even met each other at this point. Yeah. Haven't even been introduced, come out of their cages, and they've already got the cities under fire. It seems a very rushed, disjointed... I, I get why it had to be assembled, like, oh, we need to assemble them, assemble them now because it's a last-ditch crisis effort, but it seemed very, like... Uh... I'd like to know what the timeline is supposed to be. Yeah, oh, if no it's meant to be like an yeah. hour, fair enough. If it's like, hey, we got three days, don't worry about I it. I think it's a couple of days. Yeah, well, but yeah. I, I even mean from when when they're first sort of told that they're going to be in this Suicide Squad thing to when they're actually shipped off. I reckon that mm. that might even be that the Enchantress might have been. It might be weeks. I think it might have just been edited poorly. Agree. And, and then I'll and I'll be like, okay, I'll be more lenient to that. Uh, plot armor goes to all the Task Force X members when they're in the giant helicopter and the pilots die and everyone in there survives. Harley's like, wee, rolling around. They all get out, <laughs> literally with no scratches or anything on them. And I'm like, her doing that, that was great. There's some 30 it, cal it, bullets being shot through yeah. that helicopter and only two well, people die. Amanda Wallace survives the same plane crash, like later. Yeah. They're really strong if you're in the hold, yeah. if yeah. you're in the bay there. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so so the, the scuba gear at the end, sorry, made me laugh as well. Huh. When they're like, we're, we're going into the the flooded thing where the bomb is, kill a croc. I'm like, all you had to do was have a killer croc go down there, and be like, hey, I'm a crocodile. That's what I mean. That's the, that's the but, only thing that he needed was the whole thing. And then you had um, all the divers be like, oh, we'll help you out. All the marines being like, we'll help you out, and they rock up next minute with all this diving gear. And yeah. Like, where did that come from? Well, there was a diving shot. There was a Macy's store two seconds ago that Harley. If broke. Harley can, yeah, Harley went. Hey, hey, guys! You need uh, some diving equipment. There you go. I'm a we're, bad guy. We're bad guys. What we do? <laughs> so, so let's have a look at the cast. Um, how was this film cast? Beautifully. Um, yeah, Josh. For the people that got a lot of the screen time, yeah, they carried the movie. Yeah, sure. for sure, sure. So, um, I think that Joy Courtney as Captain America, Captain Boomerang, 
I want inspired casting. I, I want to sit in a theater and just watch a like a a Jai Courtney boomerang movie. Yeah, I would watch that. That's, I that's would how great that. he was. That, that would be so fucking funny. Um, George Harkness, his name's Digger Harkness. His real name's George Harkness. He is a proper Australian drongo, and he sounds like that. Did you yeah. notice that they got his name wrong in the dossier files twice, and then they no. retconned it later? Yeah, they, it they called him Digger. Nah, Harkness. They they goofed up his name. Well, how they spell it? They, it's a completely different name. Wait, so it's not Harkness? No. It, it, but, then, but then they change it back later when you get another shot at it. Oh, check okay. it out. Okay. I'll check that out. Extended so, cut. There you go. Okay. Will Smith, I think, kicked ass. I loved um, the genie in this, yes. I was, <laughs> I was very, like, you know, going into it because in the comics I've read, you know, he's not, like, he's not African-American type Whoa. of dude. He, he, he's very much a white sort of, like, uh, sometimes Latino, yeah. like, you know, and I was a bit worried if, was he going to, like the genie, bring his own thing into it, but I'm glad he did. Because he played that straight he played as it a well. guy. The only thing that I would say was different from the comic books is the fact that usually Deadshot and um, Captain Boomerang have a little head-to-head sort of thing about who's going to lead the squad, but this mm-hmm. one was all about um, Deadshot and Rick Flagg, John yeah. Kinnaman. That whole thing of the shooting range was fucking inspired acting. How there's just like, all right, listen, now I want, like, I want to get out of here, and I want to see my daughter, and her mom can see her, but her broke ass boyfriend Darnell can't. And then he, all Rick Flag just says, "Yep, no Darnell, Darnell's out." And then, like, <laughs> I like that, it, he's like, "I don't see anyone writing yeah. anything down." Someone better be writing this yeah, down. Yeah, he goes, "I wasn't talking to you, Aaron. Boy, I was talking to your boss." Mm. And that was just great. Just those yeah. two back and forth was just fucking great to see. So, so Harley Quinn. Uh, inspired casting. Like, like I, I can remember. I, I ashamedly admit to watching Neighbours many years ago. So did I do. She was on there, and she was gorgeous from the start. She's, like her, she, she's bred in Australia for all you Americans out there. She um, was, you know, her acting level was of no different really to anybody else on Neighbours. But she had that. There's like that X factor that people talk about that they, that moved them to something higher. She and had, you, have you, have you, did you see Harold? That was great acting. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> but but um, she she has something special, and it, and it's so funny when when I first heard of the Suicide Squad movie coming out, my first thought was if they fuck up Harley Quinn, nothing's gonna be right. And this was one of those movies that it's like, who do you hire for that role? Because that person's got to be perfect. It's supposed to be Kristen Bell from um. What's her name? Uh, Veronica Mars. No, oh, no, yeah. yeah, Veronica Mars. So I could yeah. see oh, her. Stewart, yeah. but, but with Kristen Bell, I could probably say that I could see her doing that 20 years ago. Maybe yeah. not now. No, a lot, of, a lot of it was people... people <laughs> Sorry, ageist comment, yeah. but I'm old, so a lot, I'm A lot of people to. put up against um, Heath Ledger if they were going to put a Harley Quinn in. The yeah, okay. No. I, I think that she would have been good, but I think that Margot Robbie nailed it. Yeah. Um, who else have we got? Uh, Viola Davis as, uh, as Waller. I'm scared of her. Those dead eyes. My God, oh, yeah. the, the 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 times that she just sits there and stares at you. Uh, Even when she's eating that steak, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's like it's it's terrifying. And she's just casually eating it as if like don't. it's a it's a real person. You imagine them pulling the camera yeah. back and there's like a body. Yeah, I honestly feel like the comic books now have really modelled her on that. Hell yeah! Even yeah. the animated just, series. As yeah. Well. Oh my God, she's scary, dude. Like just like oh, she she just doesn't care. She doesn't give a fuck. And the whole mission was basically. Her getting saved yeah. from the whole city. So. Yeah. I like that reveal. I felt like that was the big twist in the movie that yeah. I was like, oh, 
Oh, everybody, really everybody cool. out there thinks there's Nelson Mandela y'all saving. But but it was, it was funny because um I didn't know why that they were going there at first. I, I have thought no clue. It was like, are they just going there to fight this big bad? And then it was like, oh, they're on a mission. No, they're going. They're going to that. extract the the VIP. And she pops and, them all. Yeah, and they just all and the building just happens to be near where everything's going down, so they just naturally. And she kills. Her over. She kills all of her team. She's like, yeah. no, no, no survivors. They have no clearance, for, but me. Yeah. So, um. Oh Diablo. Nice to yeah, Jay Hernandez. I, I like Jay Hernandez. I've seen Jay Hernandez in everything from Hostel to um there was a movie did with Kirsten Dunst. Yes, Craig yes, Crazy Beautiful. Crazy Beautiful. Oh, I put that down in my notes. Yeah, oh, yeah. And Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He and is and such I, he, a great he excelled in this. He plays this So sorrowful. Yeah, he's he's damaged and affected by his power and it, and it's it's really nice. Own that shit. Own that shit. Yeah. Um Cara Delevingne. Um again. Looks great when she's dressed. They need to get butts nice... in seats. They need yeah. to get butts in seats. But, they need two pretty girls. But Cara Delevingne is that getting butts on I seats? Did not get me I didn't seat. know who I mean, she was. I did, I did not care. You didn't know who she was? I, it wasn't. Kirby uh, said that she pa- was in Paper Towns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, she well, she's a model. She's yeah, a model. Well, I found that out later. Do not care. Like, but that's it. They're going for the pretty aspects, not for the can you act. So I guess that. Guess that's one of those. That's one of those times when you you employ somebody because you're going. We're going to get all of the norms. We want the kids. Let's get the kids, and we'll put somebody that the kids know. Because yeah. um, like I'm watching all of these things where she did all of these interviews and stuff like that, and it's like, okay, so that's the guy from RoboCop, and John that's Kimmel. Will Smith. Yeah. Who the fuck is that? And I I probably still don't know her from anything other than Suicide Squad. I guess there was one scene where I I, I sort of liked it was the fact that when um, June Moon is in the Pentagon and they're like bring her out she has her hands on the table yeah. and then the enchantress cops her hand like that that was pretty cool but and then like what the fuck was a little was a white girl doing in the fucking jungle as me and Justin were talking about <laughs> she'd be dead in a day yeah it'd be straight cannibal holocaust she'd, she'd be she'd be she'd be straight off the plane into a cab found in an alley three days later yes she'd be <laughs> fucking dead and no what annoys me is that they don't describe why the fuck the enchantress cared about her yeah. what she was doing there and how they captured her well she's an archaeologist but that is literally the extent oh, no, of but knowledge g- give me get. a reason why she was in the jungle yeah she was out there investigating yeah. this Just she a, stumbled upon but it. and then what the hell was with the hotel and the water full of mud she likes what the fuck was water. that <laughs> she, she, she's she was, like help me that's how dirty she yeah. is. And you have no She's clue. Very of, dirty. You have no clue of how her and Rick Flagg got together. They just well, sort of. He, I mean, st- he stole her heart. That's it. I mean, Viola Literally. Davis does sort of say that it's she knew planted. that there was a problem, and she did it because she knew that she knew that Flagg had issues with being single, and you know he might be a bit of a damaged soul. And the way he's eating that chicken, she, she controls Enchantress. Oh yeah, she knows how to eat it. The way he's eating that chicken, that chicken wing, yeah. <laughs> like on the side of the window. He's loving it. He's loving that chicken wing. She controls the Enchantress, and it was described as Enchantress controls him. Yeah, yeah I know the fact. I was going to see a little bit like they just end up in a hotel room together drinking a beer, and it's like just give me a little, give me a little. She says, "Hey, uh, you guys are going to meet, and you're going to kiss Barbie dolls." Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think what it is is that the the that the power kicked in. She sent somebody, she's decided, like, uh, Waller's decided, I've got somebody here who I can use. Um, I'll send one of my handlers to handle returning her, knowing perfectly well that there would be an affection and he would take better care of her, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. And, um, and I think that that's where that comes from. Yeah, okay, so, a chess player. So, so here's, 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 yeah, she's a chess player. Here's the ultimate question. Bring it on. Uh, so, we've got a... Young Australian actor who uh, got an Academy Award for Posthumous. playing the Joker. 
And then Jared Leto has to follow that. Did he follow that? No. No? You think that... Not in a bad way, though. Okay. He didn't follow Leto's role... Uh, sorry, Leto didn't follow uh, Ledger's role. In terms of every Joker that has been cast has always received flack that you can't be better than the one previous uh, because they were so good. And what I directly thought is he came up against huge criticisms when he was announced. Obviously, that was obvious. Um, but I think that the problem was increased because of he fled his death, to be honest. Yep. Because he had passed, uh, rest in peace. Um, and he did a and he did a good job. Uh, he did a great job. Um, it's like, oh, you can't do that role because you'll be shitting on his role. Or if he did a better job, then everyone's like, well, then what do we do with that? Yeah. It makes it really awkward. Um, so it, 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 it was definitely a challenge. I, if I was in his roles, I'd be like, fuck, this is a challenge. Yeah. Um, but I think he did a good job. And I think he did a good job because he didn't just do, let's copy and paste what worked well there. They went for completely different. Um, well, Warner Brothers had to. The last time that they had copy and pasted, everybody cried about it. Superman Returns. <laughs> Superman Returns. Brandon Routh as Superman. They got a guy who so looked, who sounded, who acted like Christopher Reeve, and everyone went, what the fuck is this shit? So Warner Brothers have obviously gone, we don't want another Heath Ledger. We want something completely different. So it was like, okay, then let's redefine the Joker as being this gangster-style motherfucker. Who he is in the fucking comic books. Which is what he is in yes. some of the comic books. And this is just it. The Joker is so diverse in the comic books. There's no reason why all of these things can't exist to yeah. each other. Look at the Joker that cut his own face off in Death of a Family. Yes. Um, that's not the same Joker as the one who was in the seven-issue Joker comic series from the 70s. And that joke is not the same as Cesar Romero. And that joke is not the same as Mark Hamill's Joker from the cartoons. Like, or, or, and that, that joke is not the same as John, uh, Joe DiMaggio's from... Um, John. John DiMaggio's from Under the Red Hood. Uh, Under the Red Hood. Yeah. Like, they're such a different character. Um, personally, not a fan of Ledger's Joker. Huge fan of the, the performance. But I sit there and I go, this isn't the Joker. Whoever it is he's playing, he's playing it great but I don't like that Joker. I prefer Leto's Joker. I like the fact that they modernised it. I like the fact that in the visual aesthetic of this film, it works um, because they've modern. everybody was modernised, but the only one they picked on was the Joker. Harley Quinn in this movie does not look like Harley Quinn did in the comics up to this point. There was a split second where she was. Um, yeah, you see the split, the Alex, Alex Ross, Ross moment. Yeah. Um, most of them don't look like they do in the comics, but people narrowed down at the Joker and they didn't narrow down on the Joker because it was like, he doesn't look like anything in the comics. It was, he's not Heath Ledger. What do you think, Shane? What do you think of um, Leto's Joker? 100% with you, dude. So everybody knows that Dark Knight is my favourite movie. Heath Ledger is what has got me into this life. But what really annoys me is the fact that people have held Heath Ledger to such a high standard that, as you said, Jared Leto basically got shit on. Um, and as soon as he got cast, I was all for it. I think, you know, Leto's a phenomenal actor. Yep. Dal Dallas Buyers Club, Requiem from a Dream. Oh, Requiem. Fuck. Yeah, he did, he did great in that. And he, the first thing he did was take a photo like he did in The Killing Joke. He had the camera up to his yeah. screen. I remember um, that post. I remember yeah. that day. That yeah. Like... So, people need to also need to realise is that Jared Leto, I mean, sorry... Um, the Joker in the Suicide Squad is not a part of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. He is a side character. He is there to push Harley Quinn's character forward. 
he is there just to be a nuisance to the Suicide Squad. He is not a part of that group. So when people are like, oh, Joker should have been in it more, it is not a Joker movie. It is a Suicide Squad movie. Um, just on that, just before we go on, the, the interesting thing is too is that like you say that he's, he's a, a side character in there. And, and that's so 100% true. The only reason that the Joker is there is to move Harley Quinn forward. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, Harley Quinn possibly wouldn't have worked in this film without the Joker. He had to be there in some form. Yeah, and I think that he, his look was definitely, like, his look was what I wanted to. Obviously, we'll talk about the tattoos after this, but I feel it was very modernised. Um, he is a gangster, as Justin said. He's, like, in the comic books, you know, he's, he's a gangster. He has people working for him. You know, when he, when he um, like, when he, at the, at the bar, when you first see him at the strip club, how he's very unpredictable. I think he's even more unpredictable than Heath Ledger's Joker was. The fire in my loins. Yeah, the one, the only, Harley Quinn. <laughs> like that. And then, you know, he's talking about it, offering Harley Quinn to common. And he says no. And then he's just he's like, sitting He's there. insulted as if like, yeah. you just said yeah. you liked her. What do you mean? Yeah. And, and you're like, he, and, oh shit. And then, he sh- and then he shoots it. Like, and then he, he rocks up behind Griggs. He's like, blah, 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 blah. The only thing I got cheated on was in the, in the trailer when he said, I can't wait to show you my toys. I fucking love that line. And it, like, he did everything so well with what he was given. Mm. Now, people should judge him when he has his own movie. When this ends up being a Batman versus Jared Leto Joker movie, mm. make your opinions. Yeah. Don't put him into this when he is just a side character. Yeah. He's just a thing. He, yes. He's not, he's, he's a thing to, to move the story. He, yeah. He's the reason that Harley can get out and all of that sort of he, stuff. He, he got given a role to play and... David Ayer obviously wanted him to, to play it to, to his full potential, but yeah. he's like, we're going to give you more to play with later. People need to realise this, and it's, I, I just don't like to, him to be shit on when, if, if he did this in his whole movie, if he had two hours to be like this and people didn't like it, you can say stuff like yeah. that. I still think you'd have an opinion on him if he's in the movie. Like, like I said, my biggest gripe was exactly what you said. It's a Suicide Squad movie, not a Joker movie, but at the same time, he definitely got more screen time than some of the members... Of the Suicide yeah. Squad. I'm going to give you some Slipknot comics, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there are any. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, so yeah, that's... And I get that he was in it. That's just unfortunate that it fell on, let's say. I, I really wanted to know more about Katana. Yeah, she was really cool. cool. And you didn't get much from her. Killer Croc could have maybe done with a little bit more development. Yeah. Hey. Now the tattoos. Like they're like, hey, there's water. So I don't have a problem with the tattoos. I think if you're going to go for that, that modern day gangster aesthetic with the Joker, you need to get the tattoos. I think the damaged. Maybe the damaged was yeah, a bit... Even David Ayer said it was a bit too far. I could see him doing that. And I could also see that maybe, I think one of the, one of the rumors was that Harley Quinn actually tattooed a lot of that on him. Yeah. So I really like the Cheshire grin and how, how he used it on the palm of his that. hand. I was yeah. like, ah, ah, ah. I, I, I think it was underneath, he could be... Oh, that was like, great. mad as anything, but yeah. the fact that he has that yeah. tattoo makes it... The sick. ha-ha's on his chest, the joker across his stomach. You know, people get their last names across their, yeah. like, back and stomach. So, Seen you some know. stupid tattoos they yeah. yeah. so that's all fine, yeah. But, yeah, the damage on Krabby's forehead, I'm like, joke with So, that. in saying that with, as well, with pop culture and how a mo- things movies can be changed based on the public opinion as well, do you think if people had enough criticism towards that one tattoo, then if they had a sequel or a Jared Leto Joker It'll movie, be gone. do you reckon then it would suddenly be like... It's gone. It's not like a prequel movie. Let's say it's after this. Do you reckon he has it removed, or do you like? Do you reckon they take that opinion on from viewers going, "Oh, we didn't like that, but we like the rest of it." Do you reckon no, they, 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 they would either start the movie off with the Joker getting his fucking head beaten in, like on a brick wall where it just like covers it up, something yeah. like that. Yeah, Batman holding his head out of the Batmobile and just, just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's cool. Okay, I've got one last question about the Suicide Squad before we finish up with this. Did the Justice League film suffer because of the popularity of this film? Whether this is a good film or not is completely irrelevant. Did Justice League suffer because it had such a height to hit with the Suicide Squad's popularity? Josh? Yes. Why do you say that? Uh, have, have you looked at the numbers? Yeah. Uh, uh, so what, the, the budget for Justice League was, what, $300 million? Mm-hmm. Uh, The budget for Suicide Squad was just over, just over half. So $175 mil. Um, so already there's a huge budget difference there. Yeah. But then in terms of profitability, you've got another $100 million on top of that for Suicide Squad compared to... Okay. Justice League, uh, and that—that's cumulative worldwide. Yeah. Wow. Um, Made six hundred and fifteen million. Yeah. So so uh, so six hundred and fifteen million on, on, on how much? Suicide Squad. Three hundred million. Yeah. Right. That's so for Justice League. So so a, a film needs to make, in the in the old days, I don't know if this is still true, but a, th- a film needs to make three times its budget for it yeah. to be profitable. Okay, Definitely that made double. Didn't do it. Yep. Uh, you got Suicide Squad with a budget of one seventy five. Yeah. And it made seven fifty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's, yeah. a, that's a good effort. Yeah. So, so that's why we're having another Suicide Squad film, and why Harley Quinn's also getting this Birds of Prey film. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So let's let's have a, a, a final look. Josh, out of five, what do you give a Suicide Squad? Don't worry, it's not not a bad. <laughs> Shane's looking at me like Negative better 12. be a better be a real number. Better <laughs> yeah. be a prime number. X. Um, I give it X yeah, out of five. X. Task Force X. Um. I would say three and a half. Okay. Three to three and a half. Uh, it was enjoyable. It's not like there was any times where I was kind of just lulled off. There was more I was moments where I was like, is that just bad editing? Or like in terms of time, like there's things that made sense, but if I'm just an everyday viewer, yeah. would it have made sense? Like it's only because I've got the extent of knowledge that you do, but hey, characters were good. I I'll, really, I really I'll, I'll go 3.7. Yeah, three point yeah. seven. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go a bit above. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Metacritic. Yeah, I, I, yeah. are we doing Harry Potter? Because yeah. I'll do nine yeah. and three quarters. Yeah, no, I, I think there is there is there is a few things wrong with this movie. Um, I enjoyed it a bit, but there are a lot of things I'd skip through in this movie just to watch more of. Yeah. So I'd watch I'd watch every Joker scene. I'd watch every Harley Quinn scene. But other than that, I feel like it. Yeah. That it. It was what it was. Well, they, they take that as well because they're going to do a Birds of Prey movie. Yep. They're going to do another... And I think they're focusing on... Elements of it worked. What, what succeeded, they're going to then yep. go, let's do that. For, for me, um, I have watched this superhero film more than any other superhero film ever made. Including animated? Anything. Jesus. Yep. I love The Suicide Squad. You do love some weird shit though. Yeah, I do love... I, yeah, I, I, and I like it because it's so weird. Well, I mean, the duck. You look, at, <laughs> you look at some of the dumb horror that shit that I that I watch, and some of the stuff that I review on my Keeping website, the towatchpile.com, um, You'll actually find that this this sort of really speaks to me because it's stupidly violent. It, the comedy's dumb in it. Um, it. It really speaks to me. I, I actually like. I think I said that um, I gave Endgame a five out of five. Um, I think that Endgame is similar to Suicide Squad in that there, there's so much happening, um, and at the end of it, nothing really matters and Suicide Squad's the same for me I give Suicide Squad a solid 5 out of 5 holy shit I fucking love this movie so you're saying Enchantress is the best thing in this movie no I didn't say that at all I didn't say it at all but um you wanna go draw some eyebrows on yourself what yeah <laughs> on my cod piece mm-hmm. yeah cool okay then so um that, that's our judgement on where Suicide Squad sits Black. okay so that's uh the end of 
<laughs> yeah, I should possibly tell everybody when I'm pressing the record button rather than just pressing it at random. Um, so that's the end of that episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I think next time we should... We've had enough of Marvel and DC, haven't we, fellas? I think yeah. that we should perhaps look at um, what independent comic movie has there been made? Um, Thor 4 with um, Chris Hemsworth and uh, Valkyrian. Okay, Josh isn't appearing on the next issue, episode of... Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think that we might go Men in Black next. We've got a new Men in Black movie coming out with um, with People Thor. in Black? Yeah, well, sorry, People in Black. So, Isn't there other... Ch- Valkyrie as well? Yeah. Oh, you said that. Oh, my, so it is. I don't listen, I don't listen, that was the Thor 4 I don't, to your, I don't listen to your Marvel nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Shane just sits here every time I talk and just tunes out. Honestly, he, he I drinks didn't know another beer. She, it's funny though, she is much hotter as a Men in Black and than what she, she is as a Valkyrie. Yeah. Girl in a suit. Yeah. 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 She was like Ellen. Degenerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ellen that, looks hot in a suit. That pants suit, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm just thinking about that now. Um, She's a lesbian. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, we're still recording. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to have a look at, on the next episode, we're going to look at Men in Black. Um... It was a pretty fine comic, and um, I think that the fact that this uh, Men in Black International is basically MIB4. And I'll be back from Supernova. And Shane will yeah. re- report back on Supernova. Are you going to Supernova, Josh? Heck yeah. Heck yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah, you guys going the same Are you day? Going Saturday? Uh, I don't going, know. I'm going next Saturday. Well, why go one day when you can go three, right? I'm going next Saturday. Okay. Well, okay. Maybe two. Who knows? Well, I'm, I'm, if if I don't spend every single penny I own in the next couple of days on more shit statues and stuff like that, I'll, I might come with you guys. We'll come with us. We'll, we'll see how that we'll Why see not? how that pans out. Um, okay. So MIB next episode. Shane, where can we contact you when we're on the internet? What can we see you on? Uh, Instagram Batfleck forty four. So still not Batterson forty four. No, no, not until I see him in a suit. Okay, cool. Yeah. Josh, where are you? Uh, I am here in a chair. Um, if you want, <laughs> if you want to get in touch, uh, confirmed. Yep, definitely confirmed. Uh, at Sourceless White Boy on Instagram. Now, I'm um, just on Instagram. If you've got anything that you'd like, any comments or uh, or even any comic related films that you'd like us to take a look at, um, you can send us a a, a DM it's or a DM. PM. Is it a DM or a DM? PM? DP. <laughs> DMDP, whatever it is, on Instagram, and we are at Nerds of Oz. Um, otherwise, you can see my horror movie reviews at www.2watchpile.com. Um, I think I've got Saw coming up this week. I watched Saw recently again. Good flick, dude. So much fun. Splat, yeah. the Splat Pack. Splat Pack. No, yeah, that's, exactly. what that's what you thought of. Lee oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. No, because you got Eli Roth, Lee Wendell. Um, you got a couple Saw other. Saw's so not very violent though. It's not until everybody else does them. Mm. Anyway. Anywho. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in two weeks' time for the next episode. See you guys. Bye bye bye. Laters. Bye.